Hi everybody, welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, back down in the basement with my co-host and teenage son, Jack. Yes. We are starting a bit early this morning, eh? You're up early on a Saturday morning. I'm sure you are a big fan yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, were you up super late last night or no? Uh, I don't think so. It's become sort of your trademark right now. It's being up very late. Yep. Your night guy, I'm a bit of that as well. Yes. So you come by it very honestly. Uh, I don't know, banter-wise, <laughs> what's new this week? You got your report card. I was pretty happy about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. You crushed yeah. it. Uh-huh. Yeah? Yes, I I guess. I don't know. Yeah, you had a mark that was a 98, which is ridiculous. I just forgot that we got those. It's almost too high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. No, but you did fantastic, obviously, in first half of semester one of grade 10. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I don't know what it's new with me. I'm just coaching the senior boys basketball team at the school and your brother's team. So that's keeping me busy. I've finished volleyball and moved right into basketball. So that's been... As nice. you know, I love mornings. So we've had to do some morning practices this week. Yeah, so. which is fantastic. Up and at work for 7 a.m., which is, I know so for yeah. some people that's their norm or they're up even earlier than that, but I'm not usually, so it was a little bit of an adjustment, but mm-hmm. we got through it. And then you're working later today and you don't work tomorrow. No, so we'll church group. Right, church group, yes, which when he says that, he means going with the mall to his friends on a Sunday. Uh, so what time are you doing that? Do you know? Uh, I, I don't know. Some. 12 is involved. I don't know if that means we're leaving at 12 or meeting at 12. So around then. Okay, so we can still stay up and watch Survivor Series tonight, I assume. Yay. Yeah, so we'll cover that in a little bit of a preview. Um, We'll also quickly review, um, I was going to say NXT full gear. That is not correct. AEW full gear that was, what, a week ago today, I guess, right? Um, So we'll talk about that really quickly um, before we get into our normal events which is dynamite and some trivia and some high spots and rest hold which won't include impact this week because impact was lovely to it was like a thanksgiving thing that yeah i think like a hundred percent nothing new right it was all recent history and then the past distant past sort of thing stuff and then also like gold are giving thanks like whatever like the you know that kind of oh the current stars saying what they're thankful for i didn't i didn't watch yes i didn't watch enough of it to see that so I don't know. I don't really have too much to banter about you. Anything else interesting on your mind? Um, not really. All right. So, because I got an appointment coming up this afternoon, so let's get this party started. We'll get into our first segment where we discuss some of the week's wrestling news and rumors. And due to American Thanksgiving, uh, I won't have any ratings this week for... AEW Dynamite, those will be coming out on Monday, but I do have NXTs, and they average 624,000 viewers, which is down 5.9% from last week, earned a 0.12 in the key demographic, which is down significant 29.4%. So that is their lowest demo rating since uh, the end of June, June 28th, and the competition as it is generally this time of year was head-to-head with both an NBA and NCAA basketball game. So again, no ratings yet for Dynamite. I'm not sure if I'll remember to include them next week. I should try and do two weeks of Dynamite ratings, if you remember, to remind me. Mm-hmm. Probably not. Remember to remind Re- you. If, you rem- if someone remind you to remind me to do it, mm-hmm. that would be perfect. I don't have... News was kind of light, so I have a few yeah. things, but nothing like exciting. But go ahead. I what do know, you have? The only thing I found was um, Be- Becky Lynch returning for War Games. Right. And so, cool. I guess. <laughs> 
so she's on what? What's the teams now? Sorry, I know we're going to talk about this in the preview. Bel- Belair, but... Bliss, and Oscar because they've been doing whatever for a while. Like, which is I think is stupid because Bliss and Oscar is just weird. Yeah. Um. Then Meechin. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, already gone. And um, Becky Lynch, and then it's Damage Control, Nikki Cross, and Ripley. Wow. It sound excited. Yeah. I I I, I want to keep asking you more questions about Survivor Series, but I won't because we'll get there. So, uh. I, I don't know how I came across this, but somewhere, and I don't think it's anything current. I feel like it was 2017 or something, but Brock Lesnar, um, so it was Road Dog talking on a podcast. I didn't make note of the name. I apologize. But he was talking about that um, Brock had never refused to work with a wrestler, um, even saying that, yes, he was supposed to face Jinder Mahal at some point, um, stated he would prefer much much prefer to wrestle AJ Styles. Is that why that title change happened? So they switched it then. Um, he wasn't, and they're saying he wasn't refusing to work with Jinder. He just made his preference known, and he's Brock Lesnar, so they sort of so cater to him. They did a whole title change because of Lesnar. I guess is that is that. See, you would know the what was going on at that time. I'm just. Going... But that's that started Styles like year long title run, so that'd be kind of an interesting thing to do off the back of Brock Lesnar. Right. Unless I, they kind of already. That's what I was just gonna say, right? But like. It was the week before. It was like the go home show. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So I'm sure they had plans for AJ already, and maybe that just sped things up or whatever. I don't know. But then, um, sorry, Road Dog clarified other than Kevin Owens. Um, uh, but I which is kept... kind of funny because he was in that five way at the beginning of the year, and he's an awesome wrestler. Like I don't understand what the issue would be. It and I read, kept reading. There was no specific reason given, but I just thought, like, of all the people not to want to work with, unless they have some personal issues, which knowing Brock Lesnar's position on some things and Kevin Owens, that's entirely possible. But I can't think it's like talent related, right? Like you should want to work with Kevin Owens, I would think. Yeah, I, it's I would. like something like his situation with Riddle. Yeah, yeah, could be something like that. Like, I don't know. I feel like I would have seen that. But an interesting guy to refuse to work with of all the people he could mm-hmm. work with. Anyways, what else you got? Um, I guess the only other thing I saw was Mandy Rose thinks it's time to go up. I agree. Goodbye, because I don't watch main roster. She sucks. I, that's fine. I just need her away from NXT. Because NXT is showing some signs of being like... No. At least... No, honestly, we're at least getting um one excellent match a week, and then usually another one that's good. It's... I'm not saying it's like black and gold NXT, but it's definitely as good as pre 2.0 NXT. We'll say that. Scripts. Like, <laughs> we'll get to that. That one I saved for you in the high spots and rest holds. I told you I didn't even write anything. I just said scripts, debuts, let Jack talk. And then I will chip in on that one when we get there. Uh, so I watched some of Rampage last night. I didn't actually get this far to see it, but um, apparently that's why I'm putting it in news here because I didn't actually watch it. Uh, that... Rampage ended with a heel turn that's sort of been teased over the last several weeks. So Ten, whose real name is what? Preston Vance? Preston Vance. Ah, good one. So he turned on Dark Order, um, also unmasked, and has aligned himself with Roosh. LFI or whatever that is. Right, the faction in Gobernables. Andrade is not even there, so it's like, who cares? Roosh and Ten at this point, right? So And Jose, how dare you? And apparently, in what what sounds like a really nice touch... um, Preston Vance hit the uh, Brody Lee's discus clothesline as Brody Jr. is on the stage looking. And remember, he the- also put his tossed his mask down in front of Brody. And the whole thing was that like Ten was Brody's favorite wrestler, right? And they are really close, so it's kind of adds another layer to the story, which is helpful because I mean Ten's a 
low mid card at best at this point, right? And so he's had like little to no personality the whole time. Yes, very much true. So if they're doing this to really get his heel run going, I think that's a pretty clever idea. And uh, hopefully he kind of delivers probably, as much as he could, I guess. Cause I, I think he's not sure how good he is. I think he's like he has some cool looking offense, but I find the selling and the trend not to sound too wrestling nerdy, right? But like the selling, the transition, some of the other little things that needs to kind of polish to polish up, but like obviously looks cool um and hit some pretty nice offense so and it's cool that for it's probably fun for Brody Lee Jr. to be involved in something like this too so that's cool for him uh, sorry did you say you were done I yeah I, th- it's a slow week so um in mainstream news because I watch a lot of football uh Penta was on Monday Night Football this week um one of the teams involved did you see that like on Monday or... yeah I was actually it's funny because I watched some of the game then fell asleep and then heard that he was on it, but went back to was going to go back and watch the game anyway. So I was aware that it was coming, but then I did see it. So um, one of the players on the San Francisco 49ers, their tight end. Uh, <gasps> the San Francisco 49ers match. The George George Kittle. Wait, um, so Penta could have a AEW's first San Francisco 49ers match. He could. Do remember what that is? No. Um, so it's... There's like it's so picture a pole match, yeah. But there's four poles, and each of them has like a box with like three of them are weapons, and one of them has a title. Why is that called that then? No clue. WCW. So I, I like how you didn't watch WCW, and you know that, and I watched all of it. I think and it was Booker T and someone. Um, but yeah, so WCW, and that's my explanation. Nice. So he um Penta met with George Kittle because he's a big re- like a legit actual wrestling fan. Um, All right, so don't bring was, him to AEW. He even flashed the Sierra, Sierra Miedo uh, hand sign, so he, that was a cool little moment. Anytime wrestling gets sort of any mainstream attention is good. And the final thing we just saw before we came down here, because I think it happened on SmackDown last night, is that the case with Sarah Logan's name being Whoa, changed? Whoa, who? Valhalla. That's stupid. She's now Valhalla. And apparently uh, the news article I was reading said that that name was used in a series of vignettes promoting Logan and the Viking Raiders return to television. Yeah, but like that's a stupid name for a person. It's that's a, like I, that's a whole thing like that. It's in the Viking thing, so I yeah, look. like it's in it was in Thor, um, but like right, it's a stupid name for a person. Yeah, so apparently it is. Uh, my quick research, it was a majestic hall. Uh, name in Norse Norse it's mythology. It's like they're. I'm pretty sure it's like their heaven or whatever. Yeah, so like that's what happens in uh, Thor is after. Uh, Jane dies, she goes to Valhalla, and you see, um, what's his name? Look at you learning from MCU. What's his name? Heimdall. Heimdall's there. Um, you know, Idris Elba? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Charles. Charles. Charles, what's his name? Minor. Charles Charles Minor. That's right. Uh, and that's it for very, uh, like, weak news. Nothing going on. Nothing controversial. Nothing very exciting. So I guess that's going to wrap up news. And I think the first thing we'll do is take a fairly quick look at, um... A really good pay-per-view oh, from last right. weekend. Oh, that's right. We have that. So we'll talk about I didn't a- forget. AEW Full Gear. All right, so my notes were kind of all over the place. I've got some detailed, some I really tried to shorten up so we can get through this quickly because um, I assume most people have watched the show by now and they're just here to... Anyone who wants to watch the show Right, and they're probably the just here to hear our opinions on what we saw. Um, which for me is going to be largely pretty impressed, not to spoil yeah. my overall thoughts. But um, so I thought I'd give you a minute, if you can remember, to talk about the presentation because I think you were happy with the way mm-hmm. the stadium, arena, stadium, stadium looked. 
Yeah, they had like the stage, and there's like there's different trons. I think it was like there's like two wide trons. There's like kind of like a vertical one in the middle, cool. and then like two small ones. It was really nice because um I don't know just, I like having like a lot of screens there, and just when it's got like a different look to it, it does it make important. it feel special. Yeah. It makes it feel important. That it's like all out was a pretty good show, but like at that, I think the one that's here utilized the typical stage they used. Yeah. So I like when they uh, they do change it up a bit. When it's just a little bit more grand, right? Because it's an important show and it should look different. I yeah, agree. like Grand Slam or Forbindor did a bit. Like I remember that was kind of a different stage. And... So a cool looking set and a pretty hot crowd, right? So um, I was surprised by the opening match. It I was because I was totally expecting the trios. So they started out with the steel cage match between Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus uh, in the opening spot here. So I don't know about you, but for me, this this feud had sort of cooled off a little bit, right? A little bit, because it's been a it's been like over a month since Toronto, which was their first match, right? right. So, and I think it was supposed to be Christian at this point, but right. they've had to sort of hold of course that's not like really an option, right? So, anyways, this one gets underway. They brawl really early. The, um, there's definite tension between the two and a and a clear babyface heel dynamic, which is good here. So Jungle Boy gets run into the cage early on and gets busted open. I think there's even a point where luchasaurus is like grinding his face against right. the cage. he was supposed to open pretty early right yes and it was yeah really early and it was almost like um a border toss into the cage and remember he kind of got wedged between the right ring. yeah that was that cool looked really cool yeah um jumping forward a bunch christian the ref looks kind of silly here because christian pit pickpockets him right and then kind of does nothing as christian unlocks the cage like stop or i'll say stop again sort of refereeing one right? of those Which things is yeah always super effective um, so the cage gets unlocked and they fight outside, which is probably my least favorite part of this, just because I don't know why they needed to go out there. You're in a cage. It's supposed to be there for a reason. But anyways, that's right. It. It's kind of nitpicking. So they brawl for a while outside. On the way back in, Luchasaurus brings some chairs in. We end up with Jungle Boy hitting a really nice destroyer coming off of a chair, right? That looked mm -hmm. really cool. Um, each of them hit a pile driver, I think. Luchasaurus's was the tombstone, and then he did like the tombstone grip face oh, buster. Yeah, I, I love that. Whatever that is. I was mad he didn't do it, and then he did it. Right. And then eventually we get a table set up in the ring, and, and what you assumed was going to happen, the cage getting involved. Jungle Boy scales the cage, um, jumps off the top, and hits an elbow drop through the table for the win. It was about 19 minutes. Uh, like, and jump's a strong word. It's more like falling off the top, but he still right. gathered so much speed on yeah. the way down. So. Um, it was pretty crazy. And I immediately just love this match. The way the table broke was kind of funny. Really? Yeah, it was cool. So I, like I said, the, I thought the feud had kind of cooled off a little bit, but I thought this match was fantastic. I was pretty much in love with it. Um, the build, it, like, again, wasn't great, but just fantastic way to start this show. I thought it was I really like that it's like Luchasaurus dominating for long stretches, right? He's bigger, he's powerful. Then Jungle Boy shows a little bit of hope and then like one or two big moves by Luchasaurus and he's back in control, right? And it really, Jungle Boy excels in this uh, baby face fighting from underneath, mm -hmm. right? And it, so they just kept redoing that. Jungle Boy gets a bit in, Luchasaurus flattens him sort of thing. There's like the one chokes him on the chair that looked gnarly because they just killed the chair. Awesome, yeah. Um, so... I love this match. I'm not going to lie. It's not the match I would have chosen for the opener, but uh, it definitely was fantastic start to the show. I think it show. was a solid choice. And now, kind yeah, of in hindsight. Yeah. yeah. I still probably would have gone trios, but... Because that was in a weird spot, I thought. Like, wasn't it right after, after this, this, right? Yeah. yeah. So 
So it's funny. Um, I thought this was a fitting end to a lengthy feud, and now it's just. Wondering... I guess now it's like you can just have the cage there, you know, and then you can take it up and no more cage. Exactly, get that out of the way. And my notes in the moment were: if there's a better match on this show, I'll be thrilled. And there was. So right after this, at least I like thought. one or two, maybe, or at yeah. least that kind of match it. Yeah. So I yeah. um pretty much love this, and I guess they're gonna have to um. It looks like they're done with Luchasaurus, and I assume they'll circle back to Christian when... If Christian's still injured, you could even argue a third rubber match. I guess. True, because it's 1-1 right now. Although cages are usually definitive, right? But You'd think, but that, that's why it's kind of an odd choice. So you like... Also... I think I like this match more than you, but I think you No, I think it. it was really good, though, and I think the dynamic works really well. Like I think Luchasaurus is... I don't know. I still miss old luchasaurus but i think he does work really well in this and then jungle boy kind of compliments that really well yes um the end spot was um really well done right there's a few things i'll remember i'll remember that i'll remember him get jungle boy wedged between the thing hitting the chair like there were some pretty memorable things in this opener and if it it is the cap off then i think it definitely uh works really well for that me too so great start to the show and then uh, surprisingly again placed here we get um the trios championship match which is death triangle versus the elite and just to look at it for a minute this is in my opinion six of the best of the best in the world right in mm-hmm. like there's Pac, not a bad combination of this. packs in my top couple like phoenix does stuff i don't think anybody else can do there's yeah. no other tag team even though i don't want to like them that i would like to watch in a high profile match than the bucks so there's omega not... is omega omega is omega and there's so there's not much chance this wasn't fantastic yeah. um the elite's entrance was epic like yes. that's something i'm gonna remember so wayward sons they do have yeah. the rights to that song yeah so it was weird because like we they were getting the trademark and they weren't getting the trademark and then They're they came it. out with it i was like oh my god it was cool because they had like um a thing playing on the tron for a bit like something like we are the gears of creation something like that and then yeah. to carry on and then it kind of hits like so it's like the arena's dark except for their trons playing and then the song kind of starts it was and cool. it's this really cool look where it's like the trons are the only light behind them so it just looks like three black silhouettes and then like as like kind of the music and the song picks up they all do like the poses and then it kind of kicks off it was really cool um i love that entrance actually they have like the full video of it on instagram so i saved that um it was really cool though and i think this they actually got me to listen to that song so right um so yeah but i think it kind of works and it was cool you can see they really love that so i think i think that's cool that they came out to that um omega was wearing the same tights from all out right which i think look really nice like i'd like a figure that and then bucks were in all white which is beautiful and why did penta look different i made a note of that and penta um didn't have his vest on he was joker penta sans sure, a vest penta, which sure. was interesting but i mean like he's gotten in shape up. he so is in shape sh- he's so showing like, it off yeah, yeah. Um, um so yeah. crowd is already super hyped for this coming off of the opener straight into this one and the elite being and, returned right coming back we get anti-punk chance we get pro oh, chance right away right um, it was even it was also funny in um cause in the second match in chicago on dynamite yes the elite in chicago yes um so super summary of this because this was 17 minutes of absolute insanity it's one of those matches that you got to see it's almost impossible to take notes because so much is happening and for me i just want to watch and focus right so i would refuse to take notes on this exactly so um you get a nick jack jackson dive early um ends up with him along the barricade remember he had a sip of a fan's drink but he actually like took a moment to ask what was in it i think Uh, i don't know if he cared or they don't drink or what the reason was but it was kind of because you could see his instinct was to drink it and he's like what yeah, is this it was the it was the thing like where uh, matt do, i think it was the thing where matt does like the wrecking ball drop kick then he kind of like 
holds himself upside down to kind of like so then Nick dives over him right. with the the twisting thing of a jiggy. So right. it's that cool thing. <laughs> I love it. So Nick, so like he's got that kind of dive down pack, like the Spaceman Poncha, Fosbury Flop looking Nails thing. Everything. He's just he like because he did that um on Dynamite where it was like the Escalera from the corner. Yeah. And he did that too. So like he just kind of nails that kind of whole maneuver. It's just he and Phoenix, right? For degree of difficulty and percentage of botches, it's like off the charts. Like there's no way you shouldn't be screwed. They both these do like up. insane hot tags all the time, so I'm surprised they don't like yeah. mess it up. I'm I'm disappointed you didn't do like the kicks that I like. Right. Like where he just kicks them back and yes. forth. That's my favorite thing. Uh so we get Snapdragons and a dive to the floor by Kenny. Um uh, Matt DDT's Phoenix on the apron looked good. Nick so Penta goes up top, right? And Nick hits a Rana to him off the top onto other people on the floor. That was nuts. We got a triple pile driver spot by Death Triangle at one point. Um, Penta hits a destroyer to Matt. We got a black arrow right into a brutalizer to Omega that looked awesome. Mm-hmm. I was surprised that wasn't the finish, but I mean, they did break it up to be sure it got to protect right. the black arrow. Exactly. It was black arrow to the back and then straight yeah, into the brutalizer. Yeah, which is that's right? his combo there. Uh, Omega hit a really nice Tiger Driver 98 to oh, Phoenix. Yeah. That Killed looked cool. Him. Uh, and then the finish comes when Phoenix is up in the one-winged angel, and we all know that nobody kicks out of the one-winged angel. So somewhat reluctantly, he ends up using the good old bell hammer. I forget how it got introduced. Probably pack, pack. I guess. Um, yeah, he kind of passed it to him before. I think it was like because he got hit with the V trigger, so right. he kind of had the time there. And Phoenix kind of like you—you you could see him trying to get out, and yes. he's kind of screwed, so he hammered him exactly, and then rolled him up. And so, uh, surprising for me... I was surprised. Like, I was just, oh my god. So, Death Triangle retained. So, neither of us called that, of course. No. So, um, they end up retaining, and then I don't know where it gets announced in the show, but we'll just say it now, that this turns into what, then? Best of Seven Series. So, we already had the second match on Dynamite, which Death Triangle also won, so we'll talk about that yes. Um, later. And... um. Yeah, so they won this one too, and that's neat. The finish of this kind of spurred the series, right? And I don't. I think this is smart. I don't think like I would love for Death Triangle to consolidate this run a little bit longer. And obviously, with what I'm assuming will be seven matches, it's going to take quite a while. And And it's like I don't. I don't think they ever did this combination of these guys until now. Like I don't think we ever got this trios match until now. So might as well milk the cow for everything you can. Because I'm I'm here for it. Me too. So yeah, this match was fantastic. It was my favorite thing on the show, easily. It was me just too. Superb match of the night, and that's after me saying I like loved the opener, right? So and there's still a couple of things that were great too, but this was uh-huh, easily my favorite thing. Just the action's all over the place, and these guys, it's just so good. I don't even know how to explain it, but it's something you should watch. And completely different from the opener, right? So the opener was a little bit slower, and this was and this just, is just action non-stop. All over the place. And also, I was thinking, too, the build was completely different. The build right? was awesome, though. It, but it was so short. Oh, and yeah. There were no words spoken. And then the, the Luchasaurus no, the Jungle Boys. No, the Elite were not been... on TV at all. Right. Right. It's, it was perfect, actually. And um, combine that with, like, the hype of the Elite coming back, I think that just kind of created the perfect storm, if you will. Yeah. It was. This was just a million miles an hour. And a surprise finish. Like, I think a yeah, well-done surprise finish, too. That's yep. sometimes the best thing is when you can pull off a decent swerve there. And I think. Yep. That was kind of cool because I, I didn't expect that to win. I thought it was a surefire elite win. I guess the rest Me of the seven series kind of changes that. But even so, if this was a one-off, I'd be surprised as well. Me too. And so, yeah, it's just kind of like you know what you're getting from these six. They're going to deliver every time. Um, and, of course, the ref lost control of this right away. But, again, that's the trios matches. You just kind of have to buy into that or you're not going to like a trios match, I don't think. It doesn't bother me at all. Um, no doubt these guys work their asses off, right? And just a 
Sony's unbelievable match. Insane, yeah. It's and that just the pace it's worked out. And I know it's easier when there's six guys, so you can always find people to do stuff. But you, like you can't catch your breath. You can't take notes on this match. It's just enthralling stuff, super entertaining, and a surprise finish. So and that's setting up. I mean, at least four, probably seven <laughs> matches between these two that I will be there for no matter what. I don't care. And people are like, oh, it's gonna feel the same. I don't care. It's it's, it's first of all, it's not because we've seen the second one, and I already thought it was different. So we'll talk about that in our dynamite. That, that may have been a Chicago influence, but it was still different, nonetheless. And just the the issues with Pack and the targeting, right? Added right, a, yeah, added that's, a different that's, that's true. Layer, to and I think it, they so. kind of leaned into more the Chicago. And I don't really care if there's seven similar matches; they're similarly awesome. Fine, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm okay with that, right? Yeah. Um, it's like if to compare it to other sports, right? Do you get tired of watching guys hit home runs? No, people cheer it every time. It's the same thing, right? Right. So, um, and I think this one will be a little different with the pay per view time. I mean, it also depends yes. on when when they how much time they get on certain matches. Like if they have a match at like say winners coming, yes, maybe they get more time. Right. I don't. You don't. You don't know. Yeah. Right. Like looking forward to all of like just what they're these guys are going to do because I'm sure they're saving some stuff. Right. I yeah, it's going to kind of ramp up. I assume. I would. Think I'm so. interested to see how the elite picks up a win because they they kind of they have to at some yes. point, right? Uh, so. You would think. Um. Yes. Yeah, so then this mat uh this pay per view goes into a brief lull. I think you would agree. Um, so What's we next? get the TBS championship oh. match, which is Nyla Rose and Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill, who is a Thundercat for this Chitara. one, I think Chitara. Yeah. yeah. So, um, which is not as cool as the She Hulk. I have some brief notes on this one. So Jade attacks Nyla right before the bell, uh, and then so Jade moves out of the way at one point. Nyla ends up on the floor. We get a pump kick that sends Nyla over the barricade. The momentum shifts as Nyla ends up pulling Jade into the ring, steps out on the floor. So then Nyla's in control, we're back in the ring, sort of methodical power offense and taunting along the way. She drops Jade across the top rope at one point and goes for that top rope knee drop that she does. I always think that move looks cool. Uh, Jade escapes a beast bomb, hits a forearm, and takes Nyla down. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot this, my note says. Because Nyla had been in control, right? And so she's going for the beast bomb. Jade counters it, hits a forearm, and my notes say, and it takes Nyla down forever. Oh, yeah. Because she was like, took one strike and was down. And they were trying to solve that, like, Cargill's so... Yeah, her forearms are devastating. She like uh, Lex Luger with the metal plate in (laughs) there. A go-go. Yes. Uh, Face forearm instead of a gut punch. So then Jade catches Nyla with a boot to the stomach, and she actually hits a beast bomb uh, for a two count. No, she didn't. And then in a twist here nyla then hits jade with her move which is the jaded but jade kicks out because i guess nobody nobody can apply that hold like the person who she's so powerful i I guess so anyways when omega kicked out of the one-winged angel nyla goes up top misses different misses a senton jade pump kick and a jaded and it's over this was about nine minutes um here's me being a smart aleck my notes say this are you ready because you're gonna look at me like what are you talking about this had a lot in common with the trios match just before it <laughs> cut to, cut to you going what so here's my reason would you like to guess my reason because it didn't no I, it did Aww. because it delivered about what i expected right oh the problem here is <laughs> my expectations were wildly different <laughs> this match was okay o- i'm gonna have to agree with you on that one <laughs> this match was just okay right there were some good moves executed i think but there was also like some sluggishness and stretches of just basic stuff um Nyla did get more offense on Jade than probably anyone else in this run, but I don't know why 
couldn't they have spent more time building her into a monster? Like, have her win some Instead matches. Instead of a title thief. Just stealing a belt and running away, right? So have her kill some people yeah, leading up to this. It was kind of lame. Just a little bit lazy, right? Um, the outcome was never in doubt. I don't think anyone thought Jade was losing here. So that doesn't help either. So I just felt like, and this is maybe the place to put it, you're giving the crowd a break, right? This was a bit of a cooler after two amazing matches to start the show. And Jade just seems to be like, kind of treading water a little bit right i don't see massive improvement in any area she's fine in ring and i think she's good character wise and on the mic but i'm not seeing like drastic improvement anywhere which mm -hmm. i would hope to at this point right yeah uh, what did you think of this one eh, it was like again the tbs title does not feel worthy of the pay-per-view right and i think that was the same, that was the case last time yeah i remember who she faced last time i just remember she dressed like she hulk and yet, just the suggestion that Jade is one of the top women in the country, uh, company, sorry, and should have this belt, it just doesn't seem that way to me. You know what I Not mean? Not anymore. Right. So it's kind of fizzled out. Like it's been, she's had the title all year. And it which... just feels like very similar stuff all the time, right? Like attitude in a brief promo, pretty much the standard match she does winning with Jaded, right? So I don't know. They need to do something to sort of pick this back up. Uh, then Agreed. we move into what I think would be my third favorite match on this show. Uh, and that's the four-way between... Agreed, yes. I actually like this a lot. Claudio, Brian Danielson, Chris Jericho, and Sammy <clears throat> Well, it's Guevara. not that I didn't think I was going to. It's just like, I don't know, the tag dynamic. I was just like, I don't know, I was a little concerned how that would play out, I guess, just because Jass is Jass, but um, I think it turned out for the best. And there was storytelling in here of Sammy and his relationship with Jericho, right? Like, reluctantly having to break up pinfalls and eventually having to face each other. Right. So there's that dynamic of... They like, actually played it off really well in the end. Really well. Um, so I thought this started out a bit slow. Another match where it's just like up. a great pool of talent in there. That is also true. So again, really brief recap of this one. So Sammy hits a double cutter um, to both Blackpool Combat Club as because they have Jericho in a Boston Crab. Um, right. Sort of sharing. Yes. And so that was a cool little spot. We get brawling outside and inside as everybody sort of pairs off. Eventually, um, the heels get kind of taken out and Danielson and Claudio are left alone. So they kind of shake hands. And then they start fighting each other, right? As um, Blackpool would. Uh, right, which it totally makes sense for them. Uh, as I said, you've got Guevara in here being conflicted as he's breaking up Jericho pinfall attempts. Um, Sammy hits his Spanish fly to Danielson at one point. Uh, but then Jericho follows up and hits both of them with a lion salt. So he's hitting signature moves to Sammy Guevara now. So that's going to make it a little easier for Sammy to sort of do what he needs to do, right? Which I thought was cool. We get a code breaker to Claudio and Sammy makes the save on that. Jericho's now getting a bit mad about this. Uh, so Jericho and Sammy eventually start fighting. We also get a neutralizer to Danielson on the floor for a guy with a neck problem. That's a bit scary, right? We've got a nice shooting star by Sammy at one point. Um, the finish comes when, do you remember Jericho hits like Claudio? I forget who he's got in the, in the swing, but he's swinging somebody. Oh, he's swinging, wasn't it Guevara, I feel like? Probably. And then he gets hit with like a glancing judas effect he tried right? to leap over which i mean i the idea was there and i do like it but and like i don't even think it was that terrible like because it's going to be tough to hit that so he hits like a half a one it was kind of funny though and then immediately take twos it and lands the next one so jericho retains after uh 21 minutes of this and only other notes i had was sammy sammy in a dracula cape right because oh yeah he had a different sort of outfit on but um by the end of this i thought this was an excellent match um yeah, I think the dynamic ended up working really well. I think the Guevara-Jericho story was interesting. Um, Blackpool facing off was pretty cool, and yeah. the action was 
pretty consistent. Like, I think the pace was good. They did a lot of cool stuff, so. And, like, Blackpool knowing they're going to have to face off with each other and being okay with it, and then the stupid cowardly heels, like, not not knowing they're going to have to do that or not being prepared to do that or Jericho expecting Sammy to lay down for him or whatever, right, was kind of cool along the way. Sammy Guevara um, in any of these matches is going to do crazy stuff. There were some really good near falls in here. Um and honestly, made even better by the fact that I didn't know who was going to win. I guess Jericho, in hindsight, would have been the favorite. I didn't yeah. pick him. but uh, Didn't um, we pick Danielson, I feel like? I, I did, yes. So I like that um, that we, I wasn't quite sure who was going to win. I, I honestly think that if, if you said who was the star of this match, I thought Sammy looked amazing. Absolutely, yeah. He actually came um, out of this looking really well. With nice. his crazy offense and just the evolving storyline with Jericho as it went on. Um, so I get keeping the title on Jericho because this story of him trying to destroy the ROH brand or whatever um, as they head towards having their own show sort of makes sense, right? That sounds like that'll be their main event program is you have the guy with the ROH belt who hates ROH and we need somebody to step up for ROH and, and take right. it from him sort of thing. Yep. So excellent match. Um, crowd energy was brought back by this one. What did you think? Um, yeah, I thought it did bring up the crowd energy back and... um. I don't know, I like I liked it, and Guevara does come out of this looking really well, which I think is nice, because, I don't know, he's kind of diminished a, yes. a little while. I guess, other than the Danielson matches, this and the Danielson matches kind of helped his stock a yeah. bit, Um, and I don't know, it, I guess it kind of makes something interesting in Jazz, because I'm not sure, like, what comes out of this, right? Yeah. So. And again, like, variety, right? So you have a bloody cage match, a crazy fast trios match, and now, like, a fun four-way match, right? And then a women's match stuck in there as well that wasn't great, but... Um, so just kind of a lot of variety on the show, which keeps yes. things fresh, yeah. right? And you're just sort of seeing different stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, then we move <clears throat> into the big Haas fight, a three-way Haas fight, right? Hobbs taking on Samoa Joe, taking on Wardlow for the TNT Championship. Another uh, finish I did not predict correctly, I don't think. Me neither. So Joe and Wardlow end up on the floor right away to start this. Joe gets run into the post, and now Hobbs immediately follows up and attacks Wardlow. So Hobbs hits a delayed vertical to Wardlow a back elbow that flattens uh, Samoa Joe. And then Hobbs clubs uh, Wardlow as he's stretched out across the top rope. We get a T-bone by Hobbs to Joe as he's dominating both opponents, which I thought sort of telegraphed that he wasn't going to win this match because he was on fire early on in this one, right? Um, mm -hmm. And I was hoping that he would win because Hobbs is cool. Anyways, Wardlow then catches fire, starts doing stuff that a guy his size shouldn't do. He hits a whisper in the wind to both opponents. Then top rope senton and a running senton. Whisper in the wind, Jeffrey Hardy, right. huh? Yeah, that's right. Had to invoke him. I don't know what else to call it, really. That's true. Uh, top rope senton by Wardlow, then a running senton <laughs> by Joe. Now Joe kind of takes his turn in control of both men. We get a Wardlow shoulder. That does not make sense. A Wardlow, Wardlow shoulder tackle to Wardlow. Well, uh, he's a one-of-a-kind talent, I guess. I, I think it's the Wardlow shoulder tackle that makes Joe DDT Hobbs. I think that's what I was going for there. But anyways, Wardlow then with a spine buster to Joe for a near fall. Joe hits a suicide dive to both opponents. Hobbs hits a massive shoulder tackle to Joe, running him into the barricade. Looked really good. Mm -hmm. We get a spine buster to Wardlow for a Hobbs near fall. And then counters lead to two Wardlow power bombs to Hobbs. He hits a third one, goes for a fourth. But Joe takes Wardlow out with a belt shot that is not seen by the ref. Or does it matter? It's a triple threat. Right, doesn't matter. They're, they're invoking WWE rules. Or is that just standard across the board wrestling? What? 
Oh, yeah, I, I would assume because, like, I guess I feel like DQs and that is just an, is kind of stupid. So it belt shot to Wardlow, chokes him out, and this was only a 10 minute match. And Samoa Joe is your new champion of which, ROH and double champion, right? He's like, his son calls himself the king of TV, which is fair. Yeah, I, I thought this was good, but nothing special, right? Like, I don't think it was great, but I think it was 10 minute about match. what I would expect. It was pretty enjoyable, like, I, yeah, and again, for what for who's involved something different a triple yeah. threat hoss fight basically right yeah so, i like that because it's kind of a little different from a hoss fight which we've seen Wardlow in a couple times and now it's like i'm not related to it and it kind of played into the finish because Wardlow typically it's like he can have a competitive match but then like once he gets the power bombs he's kind of in his wheelhouse yes but now you have this other element with samoa joe evidently coming in and that's what gets him the win. And so. Joe, who's willing to cheat now. So belt shot, away we go, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, good match. Not not up to the level of the, the top four <laughs> matches on this show for me, but oh, I liked uh, it. enjoyable. And surprising result, which I'm not adverse to either, right? Yeah. So I think that's kind of cool because they're, they're definitely pulling some surprises here. Yeah, then we move into what is basically like the arena brawl type match, I uh. guess, if we're going by match types and variety on this show. And that is Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Yes, that's right. Jeff Jarrett in 2022, everybody. Yep. Taking on Sting, also in 2022. And Darby Allen. Um, so Jarrett's entrance, he summons a whole bunch of people in Sting masks. Lame. I don't really remember why or what was going on there. Um, I honestly forgot that happened until you told me. And so Lethal, remember this? I think it was pretty early. Lethal gets thrown off the top and lands on the apron oh, yeah. hard. That was like, kind of gnarly. It looked bad. Then we're brawling on the outside. Sting crotches Lethal on the barricade. Alan gets a ladder, tries to cough and drop onto Jarrett on the floor. But um, Singh catches Alan Sing. and throws him onto the ramp. Why can't I remember? Oh, Satnam. Couldn't oh, remember his first I thought, name. I thought you were screwing up Sting. No, Satnam Singh. Catches Darby Allen, throws him on the ramp. Sting dives onto Satnam Singh from above and Singh, after Singh uh, catches Lethal. Finally, everybody's in the ring. Jarrett dominates Darby Allen. Under normal tag rules. Right. In case we're forgetting That's it. It's another no DQ tag match where they're abiding by the rules. Why? And that's funny because my very next note is Taz points out the stupidity of Lethal and Jarrett tagging in and out. Right? He's kind of like. It's stupid for anyone. Oh, it's dumb. It's, Why is that? If it's no DQ, it, it should be an, a tornado tag. Anything like where there's no disqualifications. That's a tornado tag. Right. There's there's no reason to do this. It's the dumbest thing that they keep doing in certain matches. And like, because why? they do it for a little bit, and then they just abandon it anyways, right? So it goes back to being a... And then, so like, why do this? And why is the referee even enforcing it? Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, anyways, Lethal and Allen collide at one point. Both of them are down. We get a Sting, air quotes, hot tag because it's all clotheslines and corner splashes. He it's applies a, a sharpshooter to Jarrett. Um, Dutt ends up hitting Sting, who no-sells that attack, obviously. Because so he's so formidable. So Satnam Singh comes in and chokes Sam Sting. Uh, we get a pump kick and lethal combination to Darby Allen for a near fall. So these two now pick up the pace here a little bit. It becomes less brawling, a little more wrestling. Not quite long enough for me, but uh, it did pick up with these two. We get a flipping stunner by Allen and a coffin drop into a guitar shot. Obviously, you can't have a Jeff Jarrett match without an exploding guitar. We get a coffin splash to both heels, death drop, uh, coffin drop simultaneously to Satnam Singh, Darby Allen suicide dive, a lethal injection gets countered into a scorpion death drop, Darby Allen hits his coffin drop to probably lethal, can't remember to be <laughs> probably honest. Probably lethal. Uh, and yeah, well, we gotta protect Jarrett. The baby faces win in 11 minutes. Um, for me, 
I guess it wasn't bad, but it was too much brawling, too much interference, not enough wrestling. The segments with Allen and, and they're abiding by the rules and right, the no DQ match. Too. Like the brawling was kind of boring. I thought it always annoys me when they start tagging in one of these matches. Like I don't, I just didn't. It wasn't the worst thing match. But also, I didn't want Jarrett here, so I didn't really like this. It's probably one of my least favorite things. And with two guys that age, I get it. You're going to have to sort of reduce it. They to don't brawling have it. Because there's not moves they can do so much anymore. Um, and yeah, it was just that too. Like, Allen and Lethal injected some fast-paced wrestling. But Why not couldn't much. they just have their blow-off match here? They're at, they're sitting at one match And they're piece. great together. Yeah. Why can't we just have... Like, that makes infinitely more sense to me. If you're going to have them on the card, like... And, like, I don't know why Lethal and, or sorry, Jarrett and Sting are here. Like, it yep. just doesn't make sense. And now Jarrett and Lethal are maybe going for the acclaimed. Like, that's just stupid. Yeah, this, so just with the adhering to tag rules, as you said, and the, it kind of made the heels look silly, constant interference. Absolutely. Um, it kind of felt like filler so on the So they're going to interfere, but they're going to abide by tag rules. Right. It kind of felt like filler a little bit. I really hope Jarrett's done in the ring. It does not nope. seem to be that way, unfortunately. I, I just I don't. Wish. I don't understand the draw there. I don't. Um, I I hope Darby Allen can get away from Sting. I don't know. We might be the only people. He was, that, and then they right. it re, they invoked him again. Right for Jarrett, almost it seemed. Like. <laughs> oh, right. So again, I don't think this was necessarily bad. It just wasn't for me. It just I wasn't said very that good. In a while. It wasn't for me. Yes. Uh, so. Things pick back up here for me a little bit, and we get the interim, no longer, but for now, interim <laughs> women's world championship match, and that's Jamie Hayter taking on Tony Storm. Um, I have become a very big Jamie Hayter fan. I think you're a fan as well. Yeah. And we are much more open to Tony Storm as she's been mm-hmm. a lot better. She's still not my favorite, but compared but I think to NXT, she's pretty good. Yeah, like even in NXT, I thought she was just day. brutal. I yeah. I don't. She's, She's a lot better here. Yeah. So anyways, we get an extended lockup with each of them uh, jockeying for position, some holds and counters early on. Shotgun drop kick and hip, hip attack sends Hater through the ropes to the floor. Storm continues the attack on the floor until Hater ends up countering and throwing Storm into the ba- uh, barricade. So then Hater gets run into the ring post a couple times. Storm then gets sort of swung like Cesaro style, I think it was, into the barricade, which oh, always yeah. looks cool. Um, we get two snap jackhammers, as I call them, from Jamie Hayter. She then is ragdolling Storm around a bit, drives her into the mat. We get a strike exchange, a Thez press by Tony Storm, the hip attack, a high crossbody for a two count, tornado DDT by Storm, and then another strike exchange leads to the big headbutt from Tony Storm for a near fall as they both collapse momentarily. Then we get Rebel running down the ramp, as you would expect. We get a running forearm elbow exchange, and now Tony Storm is bloody. Uh, I thought it looked kind of cool, actually. Sometimes did we talk about Baker and Soraya, or did that? It's is coming, that coming up, up later. Oh, yeah. I thought it already happened. No, I think it's coming up, or did I skip it? Well, now I'm questioning it. I I'll, don't know. I'll check after this. Okay. I can't remember. Uh, we get belt shot by Rebel, a backbreaker, and uh, diving clothesline by Hater for a near fall. Ripcord clotheslines reversed by Storm. I actually thought that looked really good. Mm-hmm. We get she goes for another hip attack. It's dodged, and Storm goes uh, through the ropes to the floor. Britt. Baker runs down, hits a stomp onto the title. Um, Tony Storm stomps her onto the title. Back in the ring, Hater uh, hits a Storm Zero for a near fall. We get a German suplex and a Storm Zero from Storm this time, but Hater manages to kick out. In a, I, they almost had me with that one, to be honest. Um, and then we get another Britt Baker distraction. A lot of near falls. And another Hate Breaker for a near fall. Britt gets involved again, removes the turnbuckle, Storm runs into it, Ripcord Lariat, and Jamie Hayter wins, which I wasn't really expecting, but was hoping for in a 15-minute match. 
Um, I thought this ended up being a really good physical match. Bit of a slow start. Obviously, lots of interference here, but that is kind of what Baker's group does. It didn't bother me as much as the, maybe that's just my bias because Sting and Jarrett weren't in this one. The interference here didn't bother me as much. Um, Agreed. I really bought into several near falls for Hater. Yeah, especially at the end, there were a lot of really close ones. And so once we got a couple for Hater, then I was convinced that she was going to lose directly after that, right? It'll be like, oh, then Storm's going to hit her thing right, and win. Right, it's the classic. But then almost, she didn't. It's the classic almost win it, then lose. But. Yeah. Then the action really picked up as this match went on, and by the end, I thought it was really good. I really liked it. Really happy that Hater delivered a super strong match and won some gold finally, because I thought they were almost waiting too long. The crowd was really into Hater like a month ago, they still were here, not quite as hot as before, but I was worried that they were waiting a bit too long, but I'm super happy for her. I think she's awesome. I think awesome. it was kind of like they claimed they capitalized decently. Yeah, so uh, I thought this was a really good match, easily the best women's match on this show, I thought, right? Yep, it's got a lot of competition. Yeah. And no, yeah. It, absolutely, though. I think, like, I think they work really well together in general. I think probably the real-life friendship helps, and then, like, the near falls at the end were like, that was really good, because then it's one of those times where, like, I'm not 100% sure for either. Right. So I'm I'm pretty happy they did that. And I think you caught this one. So I did definitely um, miss Britt Baker, Soraya. It was after um, the Ring of Honor four-way. So let me jump back to that then. Uh, so this one I really shortened a lot. Um, the big story of this, right, is Soraya's back after, what, five years of not in the ring and monster neck problems. So... It's a lot of Soraya selling her neck and Britt Baker attacking it, like lots of different neck breakers and stomps to the head, right? Um, she had swinging neck breakers and just standard neck breakers, all kinds of them. We got a page turner, an air raid crash by Britt Baker. She goes for an avalanche air raid crash that um, Soraya counters into what I thought was a somewhat sloppy sunset bomb. We get a rampage, inverted clover cloverleaf, another rampage, and again, I'm cutting out a lot of details here. Soraya ends up picking up the win as expected. I don't know if anyone would have picked Britt Baker to win this uh, after 13 minutes. So, yeah. Um, my it thought, was okay. I don't know. Like, I just kind of... So you I went wasn't with okay. I went with pretty good, which I think is pretty... And it's, it's in... For me, this was in between the, the Storm Hater match and the Cargill Nyla Rose. I just don't... It wasn't that interesting to me. I don't... I honestly don't remember that much that Soraya did. So that's kind of what I'm saying. Comeback match, like I barely remember anything she did. What I did like was Baker's varied attack on her neck. Right, I'm a I'm a that, bit of a yeah. sucker for that. We'll I kind of remember that, that now later. that you mentioned it, but like I feel like given it's her big comeback, I, Soraya really didn't stand out here to me. I think Britt carried this match, and Soraya, my my thoughts in my notes were she did enough to make it look like a fight. Right, yeah, like she wasn't awful. Um, it kind of over delivered for me. Like I thought it was pretty good. I didn't think it was great. I don't like Britt Baker losing because I just think she she should be at the top of that division pretty much all the time. But I guess the fact that it took double finishers, right, uh, is made to keep her looking strong. Um, again, like I say, I don't mean to be repetitive. I don't think Soraya is as popular or iconic as they want her to be. But I guess the best I could say is she held her own here. Is what yeah, she didn't embarrass herself or anything. It just wasn't that great. The build I didn't love because it made it feel a bit like... Um, wwe versus aew right like her kind of going you haven't accomplished anything because you've all done you've done it just here like, like kind of the sport almost like the sports entertainment thing because like she's like i'm a superstar and yes. whatever and then it became brit cut a night like an awesome baby face promo but she's supposed to be a heel so and then the dynamic was kind of screwed up in this um i yeah. wasn't a fan of the build and the match was just okay i thought 
All right, so now I got to jump back to where I actually am, which is Swerve and Keith Lee versus the Acclaimed in uh, their third match, right, for the yes, AEW Tag Team Championships. So we got a caster sort of extended rap here on this show. He All right. He mentions Kanye, Elon Musk's itters, uh, issues with Twitter, sorry, um, calling Lee and Swerve the Black Jay and Silent Bob, which is a reference to movies you haven't seen, but I have and love. Something about um, fact-checking like a Trump speech. Something about looking like Monsters, Inc. Reference to Tristan Thompson and the movie Blindside. So lots of stuff thrown in there. Um, and we're told that Bowens has had his arm in a sling since Dynamite. He was selling some shoulder issues there. Right, because there's like he kind of re-aggravated issues. something in the swerve match. Right. Um, so I don't know. I don't really have much on this. Let's see. Caster gets on the apron as Bowens tries some left-handed shots. Swerve comes in, works Bowens' arm. Um, before Keith Lee's back in, we get a reverse Rana that gets Bowens out of trouble. Uh, Caster comes in, the pace kind of picks up a little bit. Caster grabs a, a middle rope hurricane Rana to Lee and a top rope Famouser uh, that, to take Lee out as well. Everything then kind of breaks down. Caster goes for a high cross body off the apron um, to send Lee off the top of the announcer's table, which was sort of spanning uh, the apron there. Mm-hmm. Back in, Swerve hits his rolling sort of... Um, is it a flatliner, downward spiral kind of thing, right? Um, I think. <laughs> and I, a kick, I can't remember. And a kick to Bowen's head for two. That house call? Yeah, Swerve kicks him two more times with that, right? House call. Uh, yes. Um, taunts him a little bit and hits a fourth one for, for another near fall. You love the house call, eh? Yeah, it, oh, it looks so good for how simple it is. I don't know how, why, but the way he does it is just so perfect. He, he's awesome. Then we get the it just um, looks cool. The arrival and the mic drop to I think it was Swerve for a near fall. Lee ends up making the save. We get a Swerve brainbuster to Caster. Keith Lee runs uh, Bowen's over as commentary talk about uh, there's because there was a major distraction in the middle of this right. So a fan was getting thrown out. I think it was. Mm, so the crowd was not paying attention yeah. at all for like a yeah. They're actually kind here. of explaining it. I think right. Yeah, they actually like you commentary had to address it because it was so obvious everybody was watching something other than the match. Right. Uh, so things go outside. Caster sent over a table that allows Swerve to get out some pliers. Right. Um, Billy Gunn comes out um, after Swerve with the pliers, but he gets cut off before getting to him. Uh, Swerve tells Lee to use the pliers, but Lee won't do it. So Swerve ends up slapping him, and that is enough for Keith Lee to just walk out of here, right? Bowens then rolls up Swerve for a close two count. Caster um, gets a missile drop kick. They load Swerve up for what looks like a magic killer. It looks like what? No, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But they do like um, flip him forward into like a double slam kind. Oh of, yeah, that was kind of cool. Uh, thing, and they end up retaining as Lee has abandoned Swerve in about 20 minutes. Um, I thought this was an entertaining match. I really liked it. But for me, the first of the three was amazing, and they've been sort of not able to get back yeah. to that spot. I but, thought the Grand Slam was pretty good. Um, but this still makes sense, right? It's the, it's the culmination of the Swerve and right. Lee sort of story yeah. happening here. So really entertaining match. Again, not at the level of, of some other matches on this show, but a really good um, tag team match. Swerve, you can't go wrong. He's fantastic. I, I love, love him. him as a heel. So yep. yeah, uh, what did you think of this one? Um, I liked it. I think it was pretty good. Yeah, I think like you said, they did better before, but I think I thought Swerve was um great here, and I think they did the split pretty well. And I mean, it it does kind of get more interesting on Dynamite, so I guess yes. we'll see that where that goes. But I thought Swerve was really uh great here, kind of work on the arm, right? Yes. Um, and just repeatedly kicking him in the head over and over and over again. Right. Which, something about the house call just looks. 
so swerve is so so, cool. so very nice uh yeah j- he's just cool i don't know um and i th- I thought the finishing move that they claimed it was kind of cool like yeah. um i don't know i think typically i'd rather them do like the arrival um mic drop thing but i thought it was kind of cool like changing it up a bit it was it was unique um makes sense for them to win i don't think they're losing it yet unless it's ftr agree i think that's the most logical route. and that's baby face baby face so they but can do even the respect so, yeah they yeah. could right yeah. so um yeah i think that's pretty good and um i'm interested to see where like another interesting storyline coming out with uh lee and swerve yeah for sure uh main event time so that's mjf taking on moxley and i'll try and shorten my notes a bit here mox attacks right away mjf fights back and then stops to Moxley was wearing red pants it was weird yes moxley sent outside mjf teases a dive just runs the ropes and then poses instead um back in the ring moxley sends mjf into the corner double middle finger to the crowd because the crowd is definitely behind mjf it's here so weird and if you had moxley. told me that was gonna happen i would never have believed that in a million years it was weird so moxley has to kind of lean i know in like mjf's been doing here. whatever but like yeah. it was so weird against moxley like it's nuts it was strange falcon arrow into an arm bar um to mjf he stacks up moxley sort of countering it a little bit for a two they fight outside. Um, MJF gets thrown into the steps. Back in, MJF fires off some strikes um, and a big left to take Moxley down. Back outside, they set up a table, but back inside the ring, the table doesn't get used yet. They fight to the apron. MJF hits a, a tombstone um, and starts selling an injured knee at that point. Was that I remember, on, the, on the apron, right? Yeah, because I, I remember he did like an avalanche tombstone once. I want to say it was maybe against Darby or something, and he did that. Yeah. Good thing that's kind of a song. Like he'll hit an avalanche tombstone, and he actually kind of sells the knee, because it would be kind of coming down hard on your knees, right? It so would be. It Hardest actually does the make sense. It's one, of the, it's one of the things I like that he does, because like when he does something like that where it would kind of impact you too, right. it kind of affects him, which I think is cool, because that's how it would probably go. So then uh, another pile driver is teased on the apron, but Moxley reverses it, and that's where this is our table spot where MJF gets pile drive through oh, the yeah, table that was pretty at ringside. Gnarly. It just, like, happened. Looked good. Uh, back in the ring, Moxie grabs a figure four, starting to work the bad knee now. MJF, Moxley doing a figure four. Now we've seen it all. MJF fights out, turning it over. As you know, that reverses the pressure. Oh, it does. <laughs> I actually didn't know that, but I'm glad I learned it. Um... Hammer and Anvil elbows Which raining is down. Also surprising, as the fans are not happy about this. It's so weird. It's so weird. We get a super paradigm shift. Um, that gets a two pound count as MJF just gets a finger on the ropes at the last second. Uh, Moxie's now kind of selling his elbow, but he tells MJF to take his best shot at him. So they start obviously a bit of a striking exchange here. Not as bad as Ishii. Um. And then MJF pulls the referee into a charge, sort of foreshadowing some heel work here by the babyface MJF, I guess, at this point with this crowd. Um, so weird. Uh, MJF gets the dynamite diamond ring out, um, and here's Regal comes down to tell him to put it down that he doesn't need it. And this is where I say, oh, Regal's going to be given, right? I was like, Regal's yeah. going to be given the brass knuckles. I kind of saw this coming, not quite as far in advance as some other people did, I told you, that are even smarter than me, but... This is where I sort of thought this was going. Um, And for some reason, uh, MJF actually does put the ring down, right? Again, sort of teetering on the brink of being a baby face here. That allows Moxley to get a chokehold. It's broken up, and another referee comes and gets knocked down. I didn't love all the referee bumps in this, but anyways. Uh, Moxley grabs the bulldog choke, um, and MJF is tapping, but there's no referee available. 
And this is where Regal indeed takes out the brass knuckles, slides them no. to MJF, and he hits the knockout shot. MJF gets the pinfall, becomes your new AEW champion after about 23 minutes. Um, well, so now that he's, if he's not doing Blackpool anymore, now it's got to be the Cincinnati, Switzerland, wherever Danson's from, wherever Yuta's from, combat club. Right. So I, I, I wonder where this is going. My, like, fantasy booking, because I, I have that a little bit in here, um, is that he, Yuta joins them because Moxley referred to Yuta as his young boy. And I think Yuta could be like, screw you. I thought I was trying to, like, get. But he to- doesn't like MJF. I know, but we could find a way. So I would love it if it ends up with like all the the young ones, Yuta, Moriarty, and Garcia, and MJF and Regal. I know that would be a lot of moving parts to get people out of other things, but I think that would be fun. Like yeah, I don't know if they all fit with MJF. Like Regal though. could kind of be like, I'm I've done all I can with Mox and Danielson. I can't help you get any better. You're as good as you're gonna get. I want to go and help a new generation to be the the heels, you know, and get them to the level you're at because mm-hmm. I'm kind of. I can't do anything else with you guys. Just bring back the firm to MJF. I thought it was a really good match. I, probably my fourth favorite on this show. It was a pretty, pretty stacked. Pretty yeah, I mean, like, as far as main events go, I think it was really solid. Like, uh, these guys work really well together. The dynamic was a little off, so it kind of, it kind of, like, I don't know. I liked it a little less for that. Like, just because it was really weird. And it just it felt unnatural. It was. And if it was typical mocks, but your face MJF, I think it would have been even better. But I think in spite of the weird reaction, I think they did really well. I yeah. think Mox, like, can work heel well. It's just I don't think I, that's what I wanted to see here. Right. And um, we, but I, he still did really well. Like, and in the end, enough, we got heel MJF, which we We did wanted. get that, right? Like, absolutely heel MJF. I saw, like, his fiance like, posted something, I guess, holding kayfabe that he's been wearing the title the whole time, and he wants her to refer to him as a champion of the world. And, nice. like, I saw his thing from the media scrum, and guess what? He didn't go on an anti-company tirade after winning the title. Right. <gasps> Amazing. Who thought? Imagine. Who would have thought? Um, it was pretty funny though. I saw a bit of it. It was it was pretty good. And obviously keeping kayfabe because that's how he do. But I thought at this great. point finish was cool and then was. another surprise. Like yeah. I think. And again, storyline coming out of this. Very well done. Right. And that's what we sort of talked about, and we'll talk about it on Dynamite. Is it feels like the stories coming out of Full Gear are more interesting to me than the ones going into it. So that's a good thing. Not only did I love this pay per view. But I think now there's things going in directions that I prefer because some of the, the the builds to this I thought were wonky in terms of heel face dynamics with Mox and MJF and Britt Baker and um, Soraya and just the even Luchasaurus Jungle Boy had cooled off for me. So I feel like we're going in some new directions after this show that I really like. So overall, um, I thought this was an amazing pay-per-view that outperformed a lot of the builds heading in. I don't think there was anything bad. Like Jade Nyla was the low point for me, but I don't think it was a bad match. It was watchable, mm-hmm. I think, oh, at was, least. Right? Um, and I thought that five matches on this were like really good to excellent, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously, the trios was my match of the night. Love the opener uh, cage match. Love the Ring of Honor four-way. And almost love the Hater Storm match and, and the uh, main event as well. So like any show that has five matches of that quality has to be in the A range. So I gave this show an easy A for me. Mm. I don't know about you. Um, yeah. So I thought the opener was really great. I loved the trios match to death. It was at, at death. <laughs> um, it was it was awesome. It was just everything I could have wanted it to be. Um, what else? The Ring of Honor four was great as well. And then I think like I liked uh, the women's title match and also the tnt match i think yep. it was pretty good for what it was and then the thing the main event was really strong too like i liked it, it wasn't my favorite but it was really strong uh tbs meh uh sting meh 
and then I thought, um, what else was it? The tag title match was pretty solid, and then Soraya was solid. Yeah, a little bit of filler, but then some right. amazing stuff. But then some, when it hit, it really hit. Like there was some really great stuff there. So I think I agree that's an A show. It was it was really nice too, and a lot of talking points coming out of it, like a lot of storylines coming out of it, a lot of stuff that we're gonna get, like a lot right. of stuff happening. So I think that's I agree. Uh, it looks pretty good going forward. Great. Yeah, awesome show. So that quick review did not go so quickly. Uh, but you that's... you win by one. Oh, nice. Including the pre-show, because that was Starks winning. Right. Which I did watch that match. It was pretty yeah. good. Um, all right. Well, that's going to bring us into sort of what we normally do, which is talk about this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. All right, dude. So we're moving from one aew show directly Are you not doing trivia in between into another no don't i usually do trivia after dynamite? i thought you do it in between stuff i will but it's going to go in between dynamite and uh, high spots and rest because okay. i only talked about nxt in there so that segment should be a bit quicker but um so yeah we dynamite was where this week <laughs> chicago right so some interesting uh dynamic there as obviously... i don't think have they i don't think they've touched chicago since right well because i guess that was in chicago it was. So it's going to be a pro-punk crowd in theory. And the Elite will definitely be on it. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> All right. So let's hit it. Um, so we open the show with uh, William Regal speaking. Um, he asks if the fans want to hear from MJF. And he says they will. Yay. But, uh, but it'll be next week. Right. So immediately establishing himself as the obnoxious heel, like in the first minute, he like insulted the crowd like two or three times, mm-hmm. which I thought was just to solidify like, yes, I am a despicable heel now. Mm-hmm. And he says MJ doesn't have time to come to places like Chicago. Uh, and the fans are very anti-Regal now, like a lot. And he, they're like chanting F you Regal really loud. They are. And incredibly against to him. the point where he has to stop and he he said it was so uncouth which i thought was cool right like like just... they may have been booing him at the pay-per-view but moxley is <laughs> the people's champion so to speak yes. like he's clearly like i mean they may be punks down but they were very oh yeah protective of moxley so to super speak. like behind moxley here for sure i mean i would be too but like still um he says a number of weeks ago he emailed mj and then they won't know until mj explains next week not very nice. And he says MJF will be here next week, but he gets cut off by Mox's music. Yeah, and the crowd is bananas for Moxley. Yep. He is angry. He is angry. Um, Danson runs out in a toque uh, to plead with Mox not to attack Regal, and he tries to play Peacemaker, and he kind of grabs the mic quick and says he doesn't know what, Re- what Regal did, and it was a bad thing, but Mox has done bad things, and so has he. And he's asking Mox not to... Um, because Regal has a bad neck and something else would be it for him, basically. Yep. And asks him not to hurt Regal. Um, he, he keeps saying please and slaps Mox says sorry, but to listen. And he doesn't care if they boo, because they were booing. They and sure were. He knows the struggles Mox went through and his dad had the same struggles, but he didn't understand. And Regal taught him uh, to love him despite his struggles. And because of Regal, he understood. Um, he says to imagine someone teaching Mox's daughter to love him despite his struggles right. and to save him for dancing if for no other reason. Uh, Mox kind of takes a second to contemplate, kind of angry, and then goes face-to-face with Regal, then says he only wants one thing from Regal, wants him to run as far away as he can and to never come back. And he says he wants him to walk and keep on walking right now, and then Regal does that. He does that. Um, I really like this, and considering we almost got nothing out of it, right? Like, 
we got no explanation for what Regal did. We got no explanation from MJF, but I still thought this was really interesting. Just the crowd hating Regal so much and loving Moxley so much. Almost too much because as Brian uh, Danielson was giving his like heartfelt, the crowd was kind of like still just focused on Moxley, right? So I felt right. like that was unfortunate. Because Danielson's thing was really cool, like probably from a, a place of truth, right? Like, listen, this guy's basically my father figure and taught me to sort of love my father who was not a good person for a lot of his life, apparently, right? So I thought it was a really clever way to have Mox and Regal in the same ring and have it believable that Moxley doesn't absolutely kill him, right? Um, so this was like, Mox, when this is kind of your one get out of jail free card, right? But next time it's kind of like on site sort of deal, it sounds like, right? So I, I thought this was like a dramatic and well-executed opening segment. They just, again, put off so they can, I feel like this episode of Dynamite, we're slow burning a lot of news. Just kind of slowly for, chugging them along right, a bit. So they acknowledge this is happening, but we get no more details. I thought Mox still looked badass. Danielson adds a little bit of backstory to his character, and Regal's like really digging and Blackpool's in. Blackpool's really up in the air now. It is. And Regal's kind of digging in as a heel. So I thought this accomplished a lot while accomplishing little on the major storyline fronts, right? So I thought this was a cool segment. And yeah. not my favorite thing to start a show with the segment, but I thought this was a... I think it good. also makes sense, though, because this is kind of the it big thing. It had to be addressed. Being a, yeah, you kind of Off of to, a pay-per-view. Right? I agree. So I liked it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was pretty good. It's really interesting, right? Because there's a lot coming out of this. And like you said, it does a lot, but didn't do much as well. Um, like Because Rio's promo didn't offer a ton in the way of information, but does it does give us a little bit. We'll see... Uh, MJF next week. So that's again building intrigue for next exactly. show. Gonna get people to tune in. Exactly. Um, he's also very different as a heel. Um, just his face. Uh, very even. clearly. Yeah. Even down to his facial expressions. He, given he didn't say a lot. I thought Regal did really well here. Like he's he, awesome. He he was really great here for the little he did. Still a lot of mystery surrounding that. So hopefully MJF delivers next week. And again, that's something really interesting. I thought Danielson played an interesting role here, but I thought it was really well done and it felt like it had that air of truth to it, which I think always helps. And trying to relate it to Mox, I think was really smart. And I think yep. it was well done. Um, I was kind of expecting Mox just to eventually dro drop him with a paradigm shift for no reason, like right. Austin style or whatever, just because he's pissed. But he didn't. And Mox's bit was good too. I think like it's kind of like letting him off the hook once and like and he sells being furious so well like oh, just yeah. like you feel it coming out yeah of him, right? and i'm not sure what that'll mean for blackpool mostly like mox if he's gonna like go rogue and just start taking out blackpool and because and also like is regal gonna still back them is right. he gonna back mjf clearly like, he and daniel like danielson still wants to support regal but like what about claudia what right. about yuda i don't know what we don't know what's gonna happen right so i think that's also interesting too so this whole thing is very interesting because there's a lot of moving parts in there right so i'm i don't know we'll see we'll see where that goes yeah and honestly man if regal could have just been in his prime in an area era that wasn't obsessed with physique and bodybuilders like he's so good in the ring and he's so good character wise like he really never got the run in my opinion that he should have gotten for being as good as he is just because of his look and the fact that he's probably not american doesn't help him with vince either right so like just a top tier performer that was held back because of it was an era of steroids and massively jacked dudes, right? And, oh, and he, he was awesome like as a general manager. Yes. So like incredible. So I mean, you gotta be pretty good if you're gonna yeah make me like a GM, right? Right. <laughs> uh, next we get Keith Lee interview, but then Swerve walks in and Lee says to choose his words wisely because they haven't talked since. Yes, that's kind of the implication. 
um swerve kind of palms the camera and says let's talk so they're gonna do this off the camera um it was really quick but i really liked it because it makes more sense for them want to do this and that's kind of the only way like lee's gonna talk is just like if they kind of keep it private for now and it but it does kind of beg the question why most people don't do this right a lot lot of time gets aired out on stage whatever that doesn't matter regardless it's more intrigue for future weeks and i'm glad it's not a straight split with them right that's so much more interesting because now there's multiple ways this could go right Right. we don't know what they're talking about so we're gonna have to see that eventually we don't know if they're gonna make up we don't know if they're gonna feud it's a lot more interesting and i just really like swerve and where's his AEW figure i need it so again like another storyline continue right another storyline that we're not getting any more details but it still was sort of furthered it's a little bit kind of like what they did with the elite thing before the pay-per-view like, obviously that was different because they weren't but like it's like that kind of slow burn where mm-hmm. you get a bit but you don't get a lot mm-hmm. i guess you got less with those because these people are talking and i just think swerve as a heel is everything about him right he just oozes attitude and i just like hit row swerve at the beginning was so good and i just hope that they're gonna unleash him as a heel and elevate him and i told you my dream would be way down the road we have him as a tnt champion with babyface jungle boy give him either the just because it's such a perfect heel and babyface dynamic right give him any maker title like he can even take the atlantic title i don't really care so i thought this was another like really short simple way to like delay the payoff to this story Mm -hmm. and uh, it has me interested so i thought this was good kind of building that payoff more which i really like yep uh next we get our first match of the show i guess yeah uh orange cassie (laughs) and jake hager for the atlantic title because speak of the devil because hager deserves a shot because because he likes his hat. wrestling yeah yeah he looks like an idiot in this but anyways go ahead and that's his new thing which yep. i thought it was amusing in segments but i was hoping for more of thing. like because you know sometimes like man haggard actually looked good in you this like and that like dominant match. force but the yeah, match. exactly did not get that here um there was kind of a payoff to at the there end was it this, was more about the angle we'll, than get, the match. we'll get there yeah which is great for a title match i liked it yeah which is that's great yeah oh no not I, yeah. not not what you want for the that title you, match that a title match is there to set up an angle but that's With what people was not involved in the right. match also mind mind you like it's not like this is building like some bigger feud for cassie no it's the factory he was used as a prop here basically pretty much yeah um some notables hager hits cassie off the apron but he falls and gets caught by the best friends and also rocky romero um he's not a best friend he's just a friend um hager takes them out but then he gets hit by a suicide dive from cassie then he takes out jazz with the dive um garcia's there who he's kind of dropped off since... and that's his purple hat isn't it yeah yeah i guess yeah, he doesn't he, like it he doesn't got... like it like hater does ironically he hager. gets a belt and he's gets less attention well he even had a belt like when the whole danielson thing was going on but that was at least interesting. it's like he'd rejoin jazz and then just kind of fell right. back into his place right like get him with regal storyline was saying. great but like he should have joined Blackpool. He would have been so much more interesting. I like, because now he's just there. Yeah, I don't really care anymore. He's still good. Like, it's not like I don't like him again. But like, what's he done? I know he's like not a, uh, over a month. This at is least. what happens, right? They build people and then they don't seem to know what to do once. Yeah, because Starks has kind of come back up now, and like Hobbs, Hobbs kind of came back right. up. Right, like they kind of they were doing really well, then they kind of fizzled out. Like now they've come back up. Boat. Although I think Ward though, it's like. I don't see it 
Like they're like great Stark. at building these young guys, and then I'm like, they're kind of not sure what. I to think do that at least the do. difference though is like with Starks and Hobbs, I at least see the yes money there on a world though. It's just kind of it's fizzled out for me regardless, yeah. though, because they he's at least been consistently on yes right. So like I feel like that's not even that's not even their fault at that point. But regardless, that's a little off topic. Sorry. Um, uh, Stumdog Millionaire by Casty, which I just I love that name. Um, followed by the Tilt World GT for two. Always looks good. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it looks it's okay. It's not pack, so no. If he if he does it to pack, that's the key. You that's, need pack taking it. These you, DDTs. you need pack just you can come in randomly and just take it right. for no reason. No wonder he breaks his nose. Um, Hager counters the orange punch as a Yurnagi for two, which is all right. Um, Cassie tries to get his feet up on a swagger bomb uh, attempt from Hager, but Hager sees it coming and turns it into an I ankle did like lock. that that they because. Because Cassidy put his feet up so early, right, that Hager actually noticed and didn't look stupid just mm-hmm. jumping into it. He countered kind of in the air, which was cool. But then he does look stupid because he lets go of the ankle lock yes. to get his hat. Then Cassidy gets an orange <laughs> yes. punch and rolls him up for the win. Uh, post-match, the factory come out. Obviously. The faction that consists of our stars, our star-studded squad of QT Marshall, Nick Camarado, Aaron Solo, Lee Johnson, Big Shotty, and Cole Carter. Two dimes. Right. Good for you for calling the right name, because I get factory and firm. To me, those names are just interchangeable. I can't I have like a mental block for it. The firm, at least, are more interesting to me, because say what you want, but I care about W. Morrissey infinitely more than I care about anyone from to the factory. To me, it's just low-card factions that start hey, with Hey, don't F. say that about Ethan Page. Sorry, I know. That is offensive. Um, the factory come out and says QT says they have unfinished business because they lost to best friends and Dan Housen on the, on the zero hour. Right. Oh. And it seems like Cassie has no problem giving title shots. I agree. That like, is why well, he gave one to Hager. So that's pretty strong. He gave evidence. one to Lee Johnson. That too, yeah. That's pretty strong evidence. Yeah. Um, lights go out. Ooh. Um, Julia Hart appears on the stage in red light and smoke and raises her hand to the camera. And the House of Black appear in the ring with the lights on. And they just smack the tar out of best friends, just beat him up in the ring. And then Factory are like clapping, like, yay. Yeah, like, hey, up. fellow heels, thanks for, you know. <laughs> so Black start killing nope. them, too. Yep. And it's just three guys, like, taking what? So, it's like, Factory's, like, five guys, and it's, like, four best friends. It's, like, nine guys yep. they just took out. Destroyed them. Um, Jobbers and Security run out, so even more. And Murphy and Black take them out, too. Murphy and King hit a Dante's Inferno on the stage to a security guy, which looked gnarly as it hell. It looked awesome. Was awesome. And then Black says, um, members of the House of Black, please rise. That's over. And that was sick. It uh, yeah, so the match I didn't care for, right? I'm I'm not a Jake Hager fan fan by any means, but I was I thought he looked really silly here, right? I was hoping that it would be a little more competitive, and obviously he's not winning, but sometimes he could look because he's even just the size difference. Cassidy could have been, you know, the underdog babyface. It could have worked, but this was just a comedy match basically, and the whole hat thing and everything else is just kind of silly. But I guess it's a strong contrast to the segment that would follow, right? Cause you go from comedy match to like dark group coming out and just killing people, which, which I thought was so really, good. really cool return for them. They looked super dominant, got a really good reaction. It was from actually the funny. Cause the, um, Friday morning, I guess the same day we watched this, um, like before school, I just like, I sometimes just catch what's on the network and they're playing Survivor series 2018 and just so happens. Oh, cruiserweight title match, buddy Murphy and right. Ollie. So that was kind of cool. I like I, I miss that Murphy. I I like that House of Black attacked heels and faces, mm-hmm. right? Just establishing as we will just kill everybody. Also, Murphy was buff back then, but he's so much bigger now. It's, it's crazy, nuts. 
But I agree. I just like them. They it, they killed everybody. Like the match was fine. I didn't love it that much. Cassie has had some good matches lately. I think. Yes. Like he is actually pretty good. Like if he's in the, there with the right guy, I think he's actually pretty yep. nice. Um, but I don't think Hager's the guy to have a good one with. Uh, like he's good sometimes, but again, I think he needs like a Danielson or like yeah. It like this just it was well, and they too clearly put ridiculous. him here to be funny, right? And that's and it not... just the whole obsessed with the hat thing was amusing in segments, but I think they went overboard here. I agree. The finish was lame too as a result of that. Uh, but whatever, it was okay. It just it didn't suck, I guess. Um, Factor coming out was the lamest possible follow up they could have done, but it's okay because it all turned out well. Cause House of Black are back, which is fantastic. All they did was just kill a bunch of people, which is extremely straightforward. But man, was that. It was so sick. It made them look sick. They looked dominant. The Dante's in front on stage was killer. They awesome. Just, they'd come out of this looking pretty cool. Like, this is what they, this is a gr- great way to kind of re-debut them because it's been a while. It's kind of like, it's a refresh, right? Yes. And, like, I think the whole Sting feud really did them in because just keep, keeping me to look ridiculous from, like, Sting. And, yes. And, and it was just ridiculous. But they like, needed to get away from that and take some time so we can forget They need that. to be dominant. Like, they can be a dark kind of, like, I don't know if spooky is the right word, but, like, you know how Malachi yeah. Black is. Like, if they can be that kind of faction. I think that's really cool because I don't think they border on Supernatural, and right? I don't even think they need championships. I don't think so. I mean, I would personally like to have sure, them with the trio titles one day. Not, at least not right now, no. no. Like, and I don't know if they can be that kind of dark faction because I really like it because they don't border on that supernatural that no. would be kind of stupid, right? So, um, like with them and the elite back kind of like in succession, the trios division can once again flourish. So I'm very happy they're back. It came out of the blue because I didn't hear anything about this. No, but I ain't complaining because Murphy is my boy. My only nitpick is clearly they're putting Julia Hart in a little different role, kind of out front, and I'll see how I feel about that because sometimes I just find like. She's just this ad- adorable, like, I still don't get why young woman, and it kind of doesn't. I don't know if it fits, but we'll see. But yeah, it was really cool overall. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know why it's her. It could have been someone else. Agree, but anyways, we'll see what mm-hmm. happens. Um, next we got a recap of the Jungle Boy Luchasaurus cage match, and then we get a bit from Jungle Boy kind of post match because he still got like the dried blood on which his I face. thought looked awesome. I always love that. Yeah. M- remember when um. 2.0 did that after the arena anchoring. The, he Matt Menard especially or like oh, both yeah. the next, they were just like and it's no, just it was like, blood and guts. It's after blood and guts. It's just like clearly you got them the minute the match was over, which, which I think cool. is cool. They haven't had time to clean up or anything, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's a really nice look. I mean, basically just says Luchasaurus hurt him more than anyone, but it felt cathartic to kind of deal with that. And he's glad he won and kicked his ass, and they kind of put on a nice one there. Yeah, I almost like. He sounded good, and he doesn't always, but it almost sounded like he was being friendly towards Luchasaurus at the almost. end. Almost. I guess it's still Which like his like, friend since childhood. I but guess you just tried kinda, to kill him in a I guess so. It's kind of like, but now that he's kind of got that, I guess, like maybe there's a bit of that there, because yeah, it got, is like one of those like... It was closure, and now he's... Kind of, I guess. Like, obviously, maybe it's not like, oh, hey, we're friends again, but yeah. like, I don't know. Maybe there's like... There's always like a bit of that underlying kind of respect yeah, just the tone or whatever. Was like you sound it was right, friendly. like kind of at the end yeah. there. It, at first it was like, um, at first it was like normal. But I I agree. I do remember like kind of there was a bit of that, which was a little odd. But I thought it was pretty good. Like it was pretty short. But again, like he didn't sound bad. Like, no, sometimes he, he speaks sometimes and sound great, he doesn't sound good. Honestly, I can't. I don't think this happened in a while. Though, no, to be fair, like, he's improving think, for sure. Mm-hmm, yep. Absolutely. Um. Remember when he won the Casino Battle Royal, and that was like a while ago. I wonder how long it'll take before I start calling him Jack Perry, because to me, it's just still Jungle Boy. I don't. They're trying hard, but I don't. I taking. I'm okay with it being like Jungle Boy Jack Perry, because then Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Yeah, (laughs) he was way ahead of the curve on that one. If we want to talk about like predictions, Jr. is like got the greatest one of all time. But like, 
Um, I don't mind it as like an engineer because you can still call him Jungle Boy because I don't know if I'll let that go. Yeah, I probably would have. It's eventually. hard for me so far, especially if it's just Jack Perry. Then I don't know. It's just weird because I think Jungle Boy kind of gives him a bit of a gimmick, you know. Yeah. Regardless of like if it's just his name or not. No. Anyways, next we get the Eliminator Tournament Final between Ethan Page and Ricardo Starks. We do taped up like nobody's business taped up all around like ribs and one shoulder right basically mm-hmm. yeah classic midsection slash mm-hmm. shoulder stuff. um stokely hathaway cuts a bit of a promo during page's entrance saying you're looking at the future world champion Ethan page and page takes the mic saying they think starks will win but when starks is left in the ring crying after he loses all the chicago people can cry with him like the losers they are wow yeah he's uh i concur he's awesome at just riling the crowd up quickly <laughs> great job i love Ethan page and that's why i was like please don't stokely hand the mic over like you don't need to talk for this dude just let him talk and he did mm-hmm. so i was happy yeah and chicago are losers they produce <laughs> losers one in particular who, who shall remain nameless fair enough cm pong would you almost say he was chicago made i i think i would actually yeah, at least i think i think i would yeah that, you know i think that makes sense it does you should put that in his name so that we know and maybe he's a chick magnet too maybe. i don't know Doubt that's it. Possible. <laughs> that's true um so then some of the notables uh page is targeting the midsection of starks with shoulder blocks in the corner then just stomps him a bunch um page counters returning dt by hanging him on the top rope yep okay that sounds wrong ha- like over it on his midsection You're right not in a cruel way that you may or may not like boss thought. man <laughs> like boss man <laughs> oh my god yeah like like poor big <laughs> boss man if you so... don't know look it up it was shocking <laughs> oh god WrestleMania 15, folks. There you go. Uh, Hell in a Cell. Um, <laughs> Murder. Muckduck. Muckduck. Um, Hathaway pulls Paige out of, the, out of the way of a suicide dive attempt from Stark. He just crashes and burns, which looked pretty nice. And then uh, Hathaway gets uh, ejected yes. from the match. Uh, there's a superplex by Starks, uh, which was actually, it was kind of pretty quick. Like There wasn't like a lot of delay on there. No. Uh, and then later on, it's Tornado DDT by Starks for two. Um, he goes for Rochambeau, but can't get Paige up. Paige nails him with a forearm to knock him back in the course. So he's kind of seated and pulls him up into a power slam, kind of devil inside style. L- looked really for cool. Two. Yeah. Just that forearm straight into the yanking him up and hitting him with that mm-hmm. looked good. Reminiscent of the devil inside. It is. Not the whatever. The devil inside. Devil inside. No. Devil inside. Devil inside. Devil inside. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's always that. Never, Subtle difference. Never anything else. Ever. Ever. Uh, Paige goes for Ego's edge. Starks counters in a roll up for two. Um, the finish comes when Paige lands a roundhouse kick and then hits the ropes. Starks nabs him with a spear, then kind of lines him up, hits a second one, and Starks wins his attorney in rapid succession because it was like literally last Friday he had his first match. Right. So like a week ago after when we watched this, I guess he would have had his first match in the tournament. So to acknowledge my bias, I am a sucker for pre-existing injuries being targeted especially if the person is good at it i think it's just a simple realistic tactic for a heel to take so i like this match the pace was slow but i thought stark sold really well and that page you know had a lot of different ways to attack the midsection and shoulder so i mean clearly starks is a baby face placeholder challenger uh kind of makes sense because we do have a mega heel so the face coming out of this makes sense and it gives Starks like a taste of the top that, of the card, Yeah, that's right? exactly what I was thinking. Like a trial Funny balloon enough. to see if how well he's received at that level. If there was um, hat in the ring. 
And hopefully, because this this tournament did elevate Ethan Page a little bit, so I hope he can he maintain doesn't, like, that. Drop down, like I don't, yeah. like, I don't know how, but like keep him. He's worthwhile. I agree. Like, I'm hoping he maintains the status he sort of earned here. Yeah, but yeah, like, I, I like this match. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess it does kind of benefit. Like it makes more sense for Starks now because now that MJF has leaned back into right. being an absolute dick. Kind of means like, you gotta have a face. Coming. And I think Starks is a good face to have there, and then like it kind of gets him up there for the for a bit at least like and so when's that match winner's coming which is how long the 14th i think okay so i was gonna say i wonder if starks will still be selling any injuries by a then. couple weeks yeah um you wish <laughs> um but yeah so i thought this was pretty solid they were to tell like a pretty solid in-ring story like you said with the mounting injuries for starks though the tournament pa- gave page an easy target very glaring yep and let the baby face be resilient and right. win despite and it. I thought Paige's offense with that was pretty good. Starks took some pretty nice stuff too, like missing the suicide dive. That was really well yes, done. Yes, it was. Um, Starks looked good too. He sold it really well and then made a solid comeback. Um, the win for him makes sense, even though I don't think he'll win the title. Like it's pretty small chance. Yeah, I agree. Pretty um, much zero chance. I like the spear, but I wish it would lead up to Rochambeau. I mean, I guess I understand not using Can't it. Can't do it today, yeah. But like, I don't know, he still could, because I'm pretty sure he did it to Cage and. If you can do it to Cage, you can do it to Page. Well, it's because he was selling the injury this time, though. He was injured there, too. Oh, was he? Yeah. Just, like, maybe not as much, but I guess. still. Maybe that injured it more. But, like, Cage is... If you can do it to Cage, you can do it to Page. Yeah, Because Cage sure. is big, and Page is... Page is taller, but not as probably heavy. Not as gigantic, muscular. Right. Uh, next, we get a Joe Wardlow-Hobbs promo thing stuff. Um, so, it was just... It, it was just about, like, kind of recap the finish of the triple threat, and then Wardlow kind of talked about how Joe um, hit him with the belt on, so the last thing he remembered was the Powerbomb Symphony, and then he didn't have the title, so he kind of went back to watch, and then, um, obviously, Joe took the title, and he says, Joe's not the best man in the room, he's not the TT champion, he is. No. And uh, he's coming for it back. Um, so, I thought it was pretty fine. No surprise the feud isn't done yet. I'm just hoping Joe kind of keeps the title for a bit. I don't really want him to win the title just to kind of elevate Wardlow more. No, I don't I don't either. care anymore. No. And if you're going to elevate anyone, elevate Hobbs. Yes, it's heel heel, but yes. give it to Hobbs. Agree. I thought this is basically all Wardlow needed to say here. And again, it's like they're kind of keeping things slow here, right? We get no explanation from Joe, no anything right. from him. I know Joe's like kind of so. older. He's like later in his career, but he deserves a bit of a run with this. I'd like him as a double TV champ. Yeah, and I don't think Wardlow needs it. Not that he's gonna move up. I don't think he deserves. I don't it. know what they do with Wardlow now. To be honest, he's just kind of there. No, I just don't. I don't. I don't know. He's don't, not super interesting to me. Like he's cool. I, like the match with Cage. I remember. I really like that match. But I don't know. I feel like Joe fits more. He fits more in Ring of Honor, but like, I almost sure. want Wardlow there so that he can do stuff, but I don't really have to be bothered with it. Yeah, I guess we'll see where this goes, and uh, we'll have to hear from Joe probably next week, I would imagine. Yeah. Clarify it a bit. I don't think we need it back on Wardlow, though. I don't either. Um, Next, we got Cargillamity at their confrontation with Bow Wow. Because... Celebrity Like, stuff. why? I don't know. I don't care. But I don't know. Um, She says she's not giving more clout to Bow Wow. I don't even know who that is. And don't tell me because I don't care. Isn't it Snoop Dogg's son? Uh, is that just because of the name? Yeah, Lil Bow Wow Snoop Dogg. Snoop, Snoop Dogg. That'd be kind of funny, actually. I don't care. Um, And she's happy to finally have her belt back. Uh, no thanks to the baddies. And Velvet is back as well. They'll celebrate next week. So they kind of leave, but Sterling kind of holds Hogan back and gets her to sign something acknowledging she did not hold up her end of the bargain. She is no longer required in the baddies. 
Oh, he was discovered by Snoop Dogg. Oh. I think. So then he'd pattern his name. Okay. That's... I guess so. Uh, his son. I don't know anything about anything, clearly. Yeah, I don't know. Jade, again, I already said it. She feels a bit stagnant, right? It's similar promos, similar matches. No end in sight to the winning streak. The I guess we have a bit of a... Development is that Hogan... And I, like I Ke- thought it'd be Layla Gray. I like Kiera Hogan, so I'm hoping she gets a little bit of something out of this, but probably not because it's the women's so. division and it's AEW. And, well, and I just think like... Don't have room. It is the women's division AEW, but also I feel like there's bigger stars than her. There are, but I mean, they could turn her into something. I don't know. I, like I don't, know. I don't see her as like... She could be a top one in Impact, but yeah. this segment Impact just, is a different league. It is. This segment was just kind of there for me. Like Tasha Steeles ain't winning no belts in AEW, you know? No. I think they're kind of done with that experiment too. It seems yeah. it pushed her back down the card a bit. Feels mm-hmm. like um, it was fine. I don't really care the bow wow thing. Not only do I not understand, but I don't care. I could not be bothered at all. Like this nope. could just go away and die, and I don't care. Yep, I don't. Like I'm surprised Hogan's out. Would have expected to be Layla Gray, but I guess Hogan was the one who kept failing like a dumb little chump. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, next we get Yay Death Triangle versus the Elite uh, in the. Trios Championship but Best of Seven Series match this. too. Who cares? Let's go. Uh, again? No. Terrible. Oh, darn. Six of the greatest le- wrestlers in the world again together? I don't wanna. No. Don't make me. Sorry, go ahead. And I had to take notes on it. Like, I don't care. I didn't really take notes. Well, th- that's good because it sucked. <laughs> yeah, right. Um. Well, if yes, Chicago. Because <laughs> yeah. Chicago, let's just say they're not the biggest fans of the elite in light of certain events, perhaps, even though a certain native was at fault largely but i digress who shall remain nameless right yes again. elite did not get a uh, welcoming reaction in this one but but it almost like i kind of it like works it. for them because they would love that like just the d-bags that they are I don't know, like would in heel or face favor. they just they just in both probably hmm. like i really think they don't like it doesn't matter I know, omega i saw omega saying before the show not to like for fans to let it go yeah then proceeded to bite Rack right. and hit him and with hit a GTS. Yes, exactly. So, so they're they know. I don't what know. Doing. I don't care. I love it. Like I, I feel like funny. I feel like the punk worshippers will be like, "Oh, see the elite are a bunch of douchebags or whatever." And yeah. like I don't, you know, something like that. Like they're a bunch of like pricks and they're just like gonna keep kind of like, I don't know how to say it, but like teasing it or whatever. Like yeah. kind of. But like I don't know. It's I don't care. And it was it was punk's fault. Where no matter how you look at it. And I don't know why. If it were WWE, I would be like. I don't think all your fans might be in on the whole um, press conference fight stuff, but I feel like AEW fans, the vast majority are, so that they can just understand this is Chicago, this is Punk's people, they hate the elite, and next week it won't be like that. Right. right? And WWE would be like, I don't know if all your fans are clued in and that you should really play into it because you're kind of playing into the smart fans or whatever, but I think mm-hmm. AEW, most people know right. what's going on, right? Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know. It was really funny because I, I think so. certain people will view it another way but i think either way you look at it it was punk's fault for the whole thing so i'm not i don't care what the elite do the elite can do whatever the hell they want yeah, and i don't think it bothered them at all yeah like i don't know punk punk sucks he can go he can go suck a poop okay let's stay classy uh classy man punk keep going man Nailed i got it. i got appointments um so there's a handshake between omega and phoenix and he just beat triggers him because that's how you do right off the hop and then a brawl breaks out and the elite beat down phoenix um, so the Bucks simultaneously power on Pack and Penta on the apron on opposite, opposite hardest mm. sides of the ring. Yep. Op- <laughs> Those are the hardest sides? The other two sides aren't quite as hard? Well, they're all the hardest, par- <laughs> oh, okay. all the hardest parts of the ring. Yes, like, that's true. Opposite hardest sides, yeah. you know, 
the two sides are hardest, but like the opposite oh, ones. Got it. Yeah. Um. So Omega lines up to um run for the Topic on Hilo. You know that that he he be doing. He does. Um. And also, Pack has an orbital mask, or so not orbital because it's not eyes, but like um a nose protector mask. Yes. Um. And so. Uh, the Bucks are holding him for the dive, but then Phoenix just jumps in with rolling cutter, spikes Omega. Cause I don't know how he takes that without dying. Like on his face, you can watch and him like, land he's kinda on like, his face. He's kind of like on the like kind of diagonal too. Awesome. He's like, I don't know how he takes that like that, but it just it makes it just it gets an audible reaction out of me every time. Cause it's just like I actually wrote it down. I, lo- I, I love it. Yeah, I've seen, I saw the clip of that on that. Instagram. It was just it was it was sweet. It was. Um. Then he does like that spinning. Just like the dive where he just spins like five times yes. to the box, so that was cool. Um, Katara crushered by Omega for two, which is a move I shouldn't really like because it's just like jumping over for a face but buster. But it was on but... to pack, right? So I... his face is already busted. Oh yeah, well, and I don't know. I just like how Omega does it. Yeah. I don't know why, but um, Omega bites pack on the arm. <laughs> references, not a steal. I understood that reference, uh-huh. which in itself is a reference because Captain America said that. America, America. Um and then runs at pack and gets killed with a snap German again. How does he not die? That I we watched that twice because it looked oh, amazing. Just, just like, lightning. It's it's partially on pack for just like doing it so fast and getting it, but like Omega just takes it like a champ. Omega's, I don't, Omega's like go ahead, do it as hard I as you want. I genuinely don't fine. understand how he doesn't like kill himself yeah. doing this, but like him amazing. and Pack take face bumps like up with the best. You yep. know. Um. Next, Penta gets a hot tag flurry once again wearing a vest though. Um, then uh, the elite rip off packs, uh, protective mask. So I guess like how bad is it if he can do that? I bet you it's real. And he just trusts those dudes to not actually cave his face in. I think that's my guess. That's I, I could be I wrong. Mean, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Triple super kick by the elite. But it's funny because he covered his face yeah. and then he moved his hands right before they kicked him. So I'm like, okay, he's going to protect himself a little bit with his broken nose. Nope. He moved them out of the way <laughs> right in time to get kicked. They called that a BTE trigger. I'm like, are you stupid? Yeah, it wasn't no. the case. <laughs> not at all. Not any of them. It's not even like there's a V trigger in there. No. Um, Lucha Bros broke the pin at two. There's the Escalera and like the Spaceman Poncho, Tornillo, Fosbury Flop, whatever you want to call it, by Nick. Just I love that. I forgot to mention, but like at one point, um, Matt did like the moon where he's got like the praying hands, yeah. like for I think because of the song. It. Like it just looks so graceful for some reason when he's doing that because he just he kind of he maintains that just flipping back and like it's such a clean landing too. Um, Omega hits a V trigger and then goes for one wing angel. Pack gets out. Then Omega hits him with a GTS for near fall. LOL. LOL. <laughs> yeah, that's my exact note. Uh, there's a mule kick, low blow by Matt when the ref was distracted. And then um, the finish comes off the back of that one. Ar- Alex argue- is arguing with the ref after a low blow. So Matt gets past the hammer, like the one Pack used. Then Penta comes from behind and whacks Matt with the hammer of his own. And then um, Pack covers him for the win. So Death Triangle are up 2-0. and And Phoenix, once again, not too thrilled with the... Despite that Phoenix down. was the one that used the hammer, but, like that was kind of like well, because he last wasn't resort, last last. He, yeah, resort. he wasn't. Well, you could see he wasn't happy about that yeah. after that either. Right. That was like, and they kind of drive that home here too. Like that's a one winged angel, you know. Yeah, he that's, wasn't. He was not in full support of the. There's no chance you get sure. out of that. Yeah, um, another excellent match between these two teams. Right, it doesn't matter that we just saw this, and I thought like the addition of Pax face injury and them. The elite having no problem targeting his face, even and the, to the Chicago point of, Heat. Yes, even the to the point of taking off the the shield and hitting him with stuff 
to his face. Literally um, kicking him in the face simultaneously with three people. And I really thought it was a nice touch to have Death Triangle win to go up 2-0 here. Because um, yeah, we I all assume really it's nice. going 7, right? So this just adds to some of the drama. The Elite mocking Punk with the biting in the GTS. I, for me, again, that's like on brand for them. Real life and character. They just don't care and would think that that's funny. Right? They're amusing, I think it's funny. They're amusing themselves and their friends and some of the fans along the way, I think. Um, I don't feel like we got a lot of Penta in this one, but... And he, I, got, he got us all hot take three. And clearly it wasn't as strong as the pay-per-view match, just time and circumstance for that one, right? But it was group. different. But it was an excellent match still. Like, you can't complain. This was an awesome TV match. So I really enjoyed it, as I'm sure you're going to hear us just repetitively say we really enjoy every one of the matches these guys have. But yeah, this was awesome. We get to hear it twice in every show. Um, Yeah, I love this. It was another one. A lot of fun action here. It was a lot more fast-paced. I think, again, time constraints on TV, but... And I think I like the one from the preview a bit more, but we still have plenty more to go. This one was different, which I like, so it'll stand out a bit because of the Chicago Heat. Yeah. Um, Elite kind of um leaning into that a bit. And Pac's fresh injury, again, creates a different bit of a story here. It was still great. I wish they could have gone longer, but um, we have more, so it's okay. And they could have a great match with practically any amount of time within reason. Mm-hmm. Um, Some of the spots were sick here, too. Like, I don't know how Omega keeps taking stuff like that like the cutter and the german without killing himself because it just it looks so good like it just like i don't know he the way he takes the cutter especially because like i don't know that's just i don't know it was so cool uh the pucks the bucks the bucks bucks. those pucks canadian hockey reference there you go folks the only hockey reference you're gonna get oh yeah i think they i missed it here but i guess um they also mocked um punk screwing up a buck shot Oh like really? Matt, I don't. I saw that, so I, I guess that I don't was, remember it. it was here. Maybe it was. I don't think it was on commercial, but I don't. That was one of my complaints. Is that this is a match I might have actually watched picture in picture, and we did not have that option. I here. I think it might have been. I don't know because I saw I saw a clip of it, so it didn't happen. Yeah. Like Matt did like a he went he flipped over for a buckshot and like then landed on his ass purposely and then like so it's kind of funny. And I mean like, they're juvenile and it's super immature, but like that's them right it that's them mm-hmm. that's how they are most of the time it is yeah and like i thought it was funny because someone called like would you call that a young buck shot lariat like oh yeah. um but so the bucks had some dives there so they look pretty sweet and like they just look really nice and phoenix did like a tobacon heel through the ropes that just like it was way too smooth like um, yeah he just effortlessly he's he's oh to have that level of talent like he's just nuts uh, Penta had a solid hot tech flurry, probably the least prominent in the match, but still, so. he kind of played in the finish at least, so I guess he gets that. Um, and the in ring story underneath with the elite attempting to isolate Pack the whole time, which they kind of drew attention to, the commentary did, which I think was nice. Kind of kept a different story in the match, which I really liked. And I like the finish continues that story with that triangle kind of cheating as a last resort. And like, I like that they kind of like had it ready because the, the elite were going to try to like one up them and kind of like be like oh you you're gonna do that we'll do it to you and then pa- penta's like nope yes um and so it kind of plays in the finish from the last match kind of phoenix is continually still not on board with that so i kind of like that kind of playing off that like or kind of continuing that storyline which i think is pretty cool and then surprise that triangle won again but i ain't complaining good for them except for the one next week because we going at it again yep and it should open run it back have them open for once. God damn it. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, next we have Renee Paquette announcement. She announces that due to the extent of her injuries, uh, Shawn Michaels, sorry, Thunder Rosa, is relinquishing the women's title and haters no longer interim. Also, they confirm later on Tony Storm will retroactively be viewed as official champ yeah. non-interim. All makes so sense, and I'm cool. happy with all mm-hmm. of it. 
Um, Baker comes out. Obviously, Baker and Hater come out. Um, th- th- Baker thanks Renee for everyone telling them what they already knew. The Hater's the undisputed champion. She calls her Nene. That's my thing. Yeah. For Nene. Yeah, you have a friend that's called Nene. Yeah, we can't, we do that for well. It was, it was his brother's friends, but we adopted it full yeah. force. I call him Nene. Yeah, <laughs> I got Miss Brimble to call him Nene. Nice. I got. I think even Wilson got in on it once. Nice. Um, and it says they were never considering using interim anyways. Um, then they walked to the ring for a three way tag for no reason at for all. For some reason, yeah. <laughs> I still don't get it. Because it's Hater and Baker, which is a team, versus Jazz, which is Jay and Time Out, J. Um, <gasps> TJ. Uh, they're back. Right. And um, so they're a team, and then Willow and Sky Blue, because they're a team. <laughs> yeah, I. So Baker grabbed the mic from Hater, right? And so Hater seems okay with it, but I think it's like for now. She right? looks like Davenport with the bangs, which I didn't like. Because clearly things are going yeah. here, and I like. It's the I don't know it's because he had me at Hater, yeah, Baker, yeah, Willow, sure, Sky Blue, what, Jast, huh? Like I didn't make any notes on this match other than my very brief reaction, and I didn't even like put it as a match here somehow. But anyways, that's how what? much. I it's I just don't even I have like my reaction to the match, but I don't have it written mm-hmm. down. I just have Renee with Jamie Hater, and then everything after that. Yeah, um, Hater hit a double suplex to Blue and Ty. Um, snap suplex to tie for one by hater the snap jackhammer thing. Snap hammer. That's and I'm coining it now. So smash contraption, you gotta know if you're a regular listener to this show. Smash contraption. And this and the, the snap, snap hammer. hammer is her like Is there anything else? I feel like there's we've probably. gotta have done more than that. Could be. We also have the ranking number five. We need a glossary of <laughs> the, uh, of FNS. FNS wrestling isms. Yeah, FNSisms. Nice. I think Smash Contraptions. Because honestly, I've legitimately adopted that as the name to the point where I get a little confused when they say Big Rick. Because, like, I don't know, that was the funniest thing. And then now, now I've, like, legitimately just adopted that. Like, what did they call it before the Smash? Or, sorry, Big Rick. I don't. <laughs> you are locked in. See, Smash it's just like. I don't know. And it sounds so right, too. Like, it's just like, it's what's, what's similar to the. Uh, um, and that's just us joking because it's a shatter machine. machine so we right, I also smash machine. I was like, that's not right. Shatter machine. Honestly, I've completely forgotten about um, shatter machine. It's honestly to the point where it's just like, it's forever been smash you contraption. Contact them through Instagram and say, nope, it's the smash. It's the smash contraption. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's so good. Oh, wait, death rhombus. That's right. another one. Right. Um, and whenever they get a fourth member, they I would very much like Death Rhombus because it it just amuses me greatly <laughs> for does. no reason at all. Carry on. Um, we digress. <gasps> carry on. Carry on cross. Wayward son. Oh right, that too. Hey, no, not carrying cross. No, gross. Ew, gross, <laughs> gross. Um, there's a fisherman neckbreaker to sky blue by Baker. Then there was a kickathon where everyone was just kicking someone else. I thought that was fun. That was alright. Um, code blue by sky. Um, but the pin immediately gets broken by Baker. It looks cool, but the setup is so stupid because it's like the person has they're to be bent like over and she, she runs like from the side yeah. and kind of like just like a spin into it. Yeah, which I think is a stupid setup for it. Like, it's stupid. Like it sucks. Right. Like it's like um when Baker runs for a curb stomp, which is cool. It's but like the like, eclipse when someone has to stand there staggering in right. the corner. But it's like the curb stomp where it's like they're running from the side, but it's like it's the dumbest way to do it. Yeah. At least ideal. come from the front. Um, that's what she said. Okay. Um, the finish comes when uh, Hater hits the backbreaker, the hate breaker, if you want to call it that, and then a curb stomp from Baker. 
both the sky blue and uh, they pick up the win. Um, yeah, so this is fine. I guess at least they try to get a decent amount of talent in for one women's match. Like at least they like <laughs> you're looking for something positive. At least they included like a decent amount of people there. So I guess props them here. I just wish they chose better talent. Yeah, I I thought it was like a basic match. With I can't a, remember a single memorable thing Jazz did. The flurry at the end was fun. I thought. Yeah, and, and the rest was, was alright, but generally this was not much. Yeah. Um, like I don't know. It was okay. I guess like kind of heats up Hater and Baker. So, and I like that their issues don't even seem close to boiling over yet, right? Yet another storyline where we know something's it's coming. It's either like they are fine, like yeah. legitimately, or Baker's like so good. Like she's like, maybe she's like overcompensating for being pissed. Like she's like masking it completely. Waiting for her by, opportunity. Like, being like su- like supporting hater like yes. either she is or she's like incredibly masking it and to the point where like you're looking for nuances or anything right and there's none because like maybe she's just like that's she's masking it completely right like that could be a possibility she did walk out of the ring first after the like arm raising and stuff so that's what i was kind of paying attention to her that's facial true. reaction while she did that but mm-hmm. nothing so yeah it seems like they're slowly gonna do this one as well which i'm fine with mm-hmm. um and then next there was an FTR thing with Top Flight, which was just like quick, like they've been noticing uh, Top Flight, um, like they're in the Benunga, and like so then Top Flight challenged them for an ROH tag title match right. on Black Friday Rampage. So that's cool. They accept the challenge. It's a pretty basic, like babyface, babyface thing, but um, I think it's pretty solid as long as Darius doesn't get injured. Mine wrote brief and totally fine. Yep. Yeah. Uh, pretty good. Like, I mean, and pretty basic build to a rampage match but like not like should be a good one i i would imagine uh did you watch that what this this the match the match what match top flight ftr uh no oh rampage did i get that far it was so late at night i think i did actually oh i watched it no way that was last night i watched it you did yeah it was good Mm. and i told you uh dante finally screwed up the leaping onto the top rope that from happen him. eventually and so they even replayed it though because he still kind of like he slipped and still fell onto one ftr i think but not all but yeah it was pretty good nice um so next we get um we hear from the acclaimed um so they you know you get the rap the usual shtick it was this time it was interesting because the rap was basically a recap of full gear right they were caught they were giving oh, right. the, the t- whole bunch of titles changed hands but we kept ours and then there was reference to some other things so it's sort of like kind of cool it was sort of them summarizing full gear which i thought was an interesting change mm-hmm. yeah and um fans are chanting us oh, are me daddy uh bowen says there's a lot to be thankful for because they kept the titles which means everybody loves the acclaimed and bowen says shoulders feeling better billy gun takes the tape off they do the scissor me daddy ass but they get cut off by jay lethal Jeff Jarrett, Sanjay Dutt, I literally, my visceral reaction when Jeff Jarrett walked through the screen was oh, my, I, I kept, just rolled my eyes. I was groaning, and I then I kept saying, it. why is he still here? Right. Why is he still here? Fixing like, to wrestle more, too. Like, be there, be in the... No, don't be there. Well, I mean, off camera. Be in whatever, oh. backstage. Get away. Yeah. Don't need you on TV. Um. Yeah, so Jay and Dutt were mad that Matt, they mentioned them in losing at full gear oh, right darn so now we need a tag title shot um jared came in talking and the fans chanted tna sucks which is pretty funny <laughs> i think yeah that was that was really funny um and uh jet he threatened to hit caster with the guitar and powder that's what he does um jeff's um he's just spouted off some of his usual lines ended and then they did the scissor thing um yeah so this is okay 
I thought it was um, fun, other than Jeff Jarrett. It was a solid promo. Like, not a lot of substance again, but it's pretty, like, it, they, they're really over. So, it's fun, even it's if there's the not a lot of substance. It's what the crowd wanted. They right. got it. Um, I'll say I wasn't too thrilled with seeing Dutton sing, and then I was pissed when Jarrett's still around. Me too. And maybe even a tag title program. Like, why? Jarrett serves no purpose, and he sucks. He's not that great in the ring. And guess what? They didn't even win at full gear. Right. It's not even like they have momentum. No. They didn't even have momentum. Beloved momentum. Not even momentum. Nope. Jeff Jarrett adds nothing, so I don't know why he needs to be included. I was disappointed a little bit, but the rest I thought was fun, and it's what the crowd wants, so they got what they wanted, and I don't know why we need Jarrett involved. I don't know in if anything. I'd rather see um, sorry, Lethal and Jarrett or Sting and Darby challenge for the titles, because I don't know. They shouldn't. Neither. No, neither, but like in a perfect world, but clearly, evidently, this is not that. I agree. Um, next, we get our main event, which is Jericho versus Ishii and I'll bet for the you, Witch World title, which over-delivered. I'll bet you the first half of this is about the easiest recap oh ever. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> so there's a back scoop by Ishii. Um, Jericho hits him with a shoulder tackle, which just kind of sends him back to the ropes, and then he kind of knocks Jericho down with one of his own. Chop exchange, which, to my surprise, continued through the entire yep. commercial break, and now Jericho's chest is dripping with blood. So it was probably like, four or five Remember, minutes. like, what was it, Briscoe's, when his, like, Dax's chest was kind of blistered yeah. with blood? Like, he is just dripping. Dri- it was insane. I was, like, aghast by that. Yeah. Like, it was... It was intense. It was something. Like, they were just chopping through the... What a... Now, that would be interesting to be there live, just <laughs> chopping for, like, five, five minutes, minutes or straight. something. That is nuts. Even more corner toss by Ishii to the point where I was just like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> like, stop. Like, just do something else. Like, just stop. Not even like that it was boring, but just like for Jericho's just poor, vicious. Yes. Like, for Jericho's sake, just stop chopping him. Um, There's the crowd count punches by Jericho, but eventually Ishii kind of picks him up off that, carries him with a stack power bomb for two. Uh, Jericho spikes Ishii with the DT on the apron, which is pretty gnarly. Yes. Um, awesome. There's a lion's all by Jericho for a one count. Ishii gets back up as he does. Codebreaker for a near fall by Jericho. Uh, sliding Lariat by Ishii for two. Then he comes back with a Codebreaker of his own. Then what follows the big Lariat for a near fall. Um, the finish comes when Jericho gets Ishii in the walls of Jericho, but he almost gets to a rope break. Um, and then he switches to Lion Tamer and Ishii flips him off, then taps out. <laughs> I thought that was an awesome mm-hmm. um, post match. Jericho walks in the house table and has his sights at Rickabani again for some reason. Then Claudio kind of clocks him with a right yeah. to end the show. Um. I'm just going to go, because I thought it was a pretty good TV match. It turned out much better it than was, I expected. Yeah. I didn't expect much from this, and I was completely caught off guard by just dripping blood from his chest. Like, if Mox, it's the Mox equivalent from his chest. It was just, like, it was a very interesting visual. And then now Ishii's, like, his entire forearm where he would be chopping is just, like, red. And blood splattered on his face. It was it's so Jericho's interesting. Blood yeah, I would love to face. see that, like, happen, like, as he's getting busted open it was crazy um it was really interesting and, and just like i just wanted him to stop jericho's poor chest i was just looking worse than dax ever did and it definitely picked up in the latter stage i think yeah. some solid near falls pretty good all things considered because i didn't expect a lot from here like ishii's solid with the right guy and jericho's been doing great lately but i don't know for some reason i didn't think it would click that well but it did it definitely did and they point out this is the second straight clean defense for jericho which is interesting to say the least, I think I I wish he did like the cheating every match for like to be dishonorable, but still, I think either way he's been doing really good, and I think Jericho deserves props for what he's been doing. Agree. Like he has, I think the year we didn't, were pretty down on him for a while. Absolutely, the beginning of the year he did not start out strong, but I think he's definitely had a bit of a renaissance. Like we were very low on the Jazz thing, but we I think 
But for the better or for he's worse, been good. for better or for worse, Jazz has kind of revived him and brought him back to a prominent role. And now he's like, I think he does. He definitely deserves props for it. And he got in great shape, and I think he can just do more. Than yeah, he absolutely. Could for a little while, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, this was like, um, and I think what you said kind of quickly is important against the right opponent. Ishii is like some of his matches are amazing even in this and like you were but saying you like, have to be willing to jericho's really old for like because ishii was a young boy he's talking about remembering ishii as a young boy and you're like well ishii i mean is a veteran. jericho is probably young too but yeah. like still that yeah. he's that old so i thought this was just the first half was almost entirely striking because sometimes ishis get too much but then a wrestling the, match was just broke like, out. it was nuts like the fact that you chopped them to bleed that much is yeah. absurd then they started wrestling in the second half, and I got really into this, right? Um, like you said, Ishii against the right opponent is fantastic because he's just a punishment-absorbing machine, and he's just defiant, and he'll kick out at one, and he'll jump back up, right? So even finding a way for him to defiantly tap out, I thought was good. So I really enjoyed this. Um, I'm a big Ishii fan, but sometimes if he doesn't get enough time or enough build to things... Um, his matches just become yeah. forearms and I was chops. a little annoyed that this was the main event, but I think it, it ended up delivering like, I really like a main yeah. event should. So I quite enjoyed the match yep. by the end, too. Absolutely. So uh, a good way to end the show. Um, overall thoughts, I guess, which I didn't really prepare for, so I'll just look at it now. Opening segment, really liked it. I saw in a what culture where you were going to turn, like they gave it, like they do ups and downs. They yeah. did 12 ups, zero downs, which is... Yeah, I, okay. I would say I didn't really like the Hager-Cassidy match. Um, didn't do much for me. But a lot of the really quick segments and interviews I thought were really good. So much, like, little tidbits. Slow-burning stuff, yeah. right? Not Which too is, many details. So I really like that. I think that. they're kind of getting back into their peak storytelling powers that we're seeing and the kind of has been missing a little bit. Yes. Aside from, like, a few, like, aside from a few things they've been doing, like, before the pay-per-view, I think now it seems like that's kind of returned a bit i agree and we got an awesome trios match we got a really good main event that again feel those matches feel really different and then you throw in um the page match which i kind of liked as well right so a lot of really good stuff on the show i'm gonna go with i'm gonna give this a b plus it feels like just barely below an a range for me i think maybe if the atlantic Um, title match was exactly what i was gonna say i agree so b plus good show Really um, looking forward to the storylines that are coming out of Full Gear. So I'm pretty happy with that. Um, so yeah, I, I quite like this show. Main event and the trios match is what I would recommend. You? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think this is a pretty great show. Like a nice way to follow up from Full Gear because Full Gear gives you a lot coming out of it, right? So I think they did a really great job of following up with a lot of that. Like slow burning MJF. We'll see him next week. Like Lee and Swerving, I think, was handled really well. Um, like even even Joe Wardlow, like that's not we didn't get a lot from there. True. I think a lot of like the main points you'd want from there is like they at least touched on like even Hater like they didn't really do much with her like but they gave her like a time here gave her a win so like even that was followed up on. Um, I think Trio's match again delivered very well. I loved it a lot. Um, so I think I think that best of seven series is just gonna be constant entertainment. Like I think. Yes. Even if, like, Dynamite kind of lets us down. Because sometimes that happens. I mean, I'm, I don't want that to happen, obviously. But even if they do, if, like, in the next coming months, we, I think, at least, unless they're, it's not, unless they take a break, we know that there's going to be that bright spot. Yeah, they've the announced when all of them are. I forget. I forget. Wait, actually, I can was, find but... it really quick. Um, Hold on. Um, Well, I'll try to keep talking yeah, while keep I'm doing going. that. Keep going. Finish your... Um, like, the Atlantic title match, I wasn't my favorite. But, um... 
The uh, aftermath I, was cool. Yeah, I think the aftermath made it. It kind of redeemed itself, right? right? I think House of Black being back, I'm really happy with that. Um, did I say this? I feel. I wish I did. I don't know. I feel. Like, I know one of them is next week. So um, on the thirtieth, we'll get another one. Um, and then I know one of them is that winter's coming. Yes, those are the two I remember as well. Um, I feel like where is it? And then I'm not sure. Anyways, um, what's your letter grade for the show? Uh oh, here it is. Sorry, I got it. So obviously, match one was full gear. Then we just had match two. Match three is the thirtieth. The match four is the winner's coming that I said. Then match five is if necessary. So the ne- five, six, and seven are if necessary, of course. course. Which um, I actually I guess technically they might not be. Um, December twenty first, and then uh, December twenty eighth, which is a New Year's smash, and then it'll carry to January eleventh, which is nice. I guess so. I guess that's your week break there, because I think um, I guess no, there's one week break. I think next. The week after, the biggest challenge might be them staying healthy the way they wrestle. Right, I think there's like after match um four, three, there's a break. Like I think because there's a there's gonna be a December episode. I think in between that and winter's coming. Right, and then I think there's a break before the if necessary final match. So, anyways, I think that'll be constant entertainment. Anyways, um, and I think a lot of the segments delivered to go back to this. Um, I forgot to mention Paige Starks like that decent enough. Like I think that's pretty good TV match. The women's match didn't suck. It just wasn't that great. But at least they did put in like a solid amount of talent there. So I guess if you're gonna the final, get people final in there. flurry was fun. I thought. Yeah, I guess if you're gonna get people in there. They got in a solid amount of people. Again, the main event over delivered. Like I didn't expect much of that, and I actually ended up liking a decent amount. So I think a, a general B plus show. I think a, a couple things that delivered more. Like if the women's match a little better, if the Atlantic title match is better, then it would be an A. But I, I think agree. it delivered a, on a lot of fronts. I think. Me too. It was a really good show. I think there's a lot of things you could check out there. I would definitely recommend the trios match, of course. But also I. Say check out the Ring of Honor title match. It actually, I liked it a lot more than I expected. So I would, I would say check that out too. And a B plus is more than fair. Nice. All right. Well, let's move into some trivia. I feel like it might be repetitive, but again, I'm not going back through 122 episodes to see what I did. And this podcast is completely free all the time with no ads or anything. So, and timestamps are there if you think you've heard this and you want to skip it. I can't remember. I feel like some of the questions are we've done and maybe some we haven't but anyways regardless we're gonna swing into what we like to call off the top of his head all right so trying to be timely which is what makes me think i've done this before we're gonna do survivor yeah Series definitely. we have damn it no oh. i mean like i don't know but like Feels that like sounds it. like yeah. something you would do oh, and well. have done if i don't remember maybe listeners don't remember anyways and again timestamps <laughs> are there if you want to skip it so yep. Survivor Series, first held in what year? I was it? I want to say it was 88. Very close. 89? Other way. 87. Correct. So, it was at least partially created, the summer, uh, sorry, Survivor Series event, um, to di- directly compete with another company's Thanksgiving tradition. Which company oh, and what tradition? Right. It was WCW, right? Or NWA? NWA and the match, or the, the show they usually do then? What was it? Was it wasn't was it Starcade? It is Starcade. Okay, I thought so. You know what bugs me about Starcade? Why yeah. is there two hours? It's a trademark, I guess. Right. Um, it's like uh, Braun Breaker. So if WrestleMania was WWE's first annual pay per view, was Survivor Series was what? Third. Close. Uh, so was it second? It was. Okay, the I was either. I knew it was between that or SummerSlam. Right. Uh, so nineteen eighty eight Survivor Series marked the first time a double turn ever happened during a WWF pay per view. On this occasion, it involved tag teams. Do you know who they were? Wasn't like it Demolition and someone? And, yeah. 
Think of a um, natural disasters. No, think of no. more of a road warriors ripoff. Oh, wait, I said demolition, right? Yeah. So them. Well, yeah, they're a ripoff too. <laughs> I was gonna say was even confused. another one. So ripoff of of LED? road warriors. Yeah. Okay. So demolition and two. oh, powers of pain. Correct. Yes. And so the next Fuji question is the central. There you go. Next question was who was the manager involved on the turn? Right, because he turned on demolition. Probably. Which which superstar big man debuted at Survivor Series 1990? Undertaker. Wait, sorry, Gobbledygooker. No. Taker. No. What? Taker. No. Taker. It's saying Kane. Is that wrong? Survivor Series 90, 1990. That's what I have. Not right. He debuted in 97. Oh, maybe that's just a typo blood. by me. You mean Kane the Undertaker? Then that was the next question. What was his original name? You got it. Right, so Why that... would you have Undertaker and then Kane the Undertaker? That's bad. Like, I guess they they realized that and switched it. All right, so 97, sorry. Yeah, 90s way too early. Yeah, Kane was at 97 in bad blood. At the hell of it wasn't even Survivor Series 97. I won't, I won't blame the resources. I'll blame my typing, we'll say. Um, so which now deceased legend is the only wrestler to survive a traditional tag team elimination match in each of the first three Survivor Series shows. He's the only Warrior? one to go undefeated at the event in the 80s as well. Warrior? Not Warrior. Similar profile, Hogan. though. No. Savage. Yes, Macho Man. Um, which celebrity participated in a uh, Survivor Series match in 1989? So celebrity, kind of air quotes, and if you want a hint, Think about a really bad wrestling-related movie from that time period. Oh, Zeus. Correct. <laughs> that we've... Re- if you haven't oh, God. listened, we reviewed that Why did that we do movie. that? When did we do that? A, lo- why, why a long that? time ago. Was that our, like, anniversary so, thing or whatever? It might have been. It's our only movie review that's that we've so done. Sweet. And it was a great I'm film. I'm ashamed that that's the movie review of all the, mo- of all the movies <laughs> I've seen in my life. Yeah. That's the movie we reviewed. And remember, we planned to watch it twice, and we just <laughs> were like, we can't. <laughs> no, it's so stupid. Once for quote-unquote enjoyment, and once to take notes, and we're like, no, one time no. only, I'm out. <laughs> I don't think I ever want to watch that ever again. Uh, which for- two forever-linked wrestlers first battled for the WWF Championship in the main event of SummerSlam? Sorry, why? Because I just put SS as a shortened. No, that's, Survivor- that's why I hate that, because it's like the acronym is the exact same. Survivor Series 92. Uh, Brett and John. Correct. Um, there was an unusual championship match at the 1993 Survivor Series that involved a tag team from an outside company. What was the company and what was the team? Was it Smoky Mountain? It was Smoky Mountain. Correct. I don't know the team, but... Think of a famous... Was it Rock and Roll? It was okay. Rock and Roll Express. Do you know who they faced? I should, but I... I the Heavenly know. Bodies. Okay, I, don't know why I should you know, know that. that. Name the last time a non-WWF belt, excluding the ECW championships that was briefly revived, right? Um, so the last non-WF belt ever defended at Survivor Series. Was it an NWA thing? It was, sorry, no. North American title or something. Um, what were the belts being defended? No clue. So uh, WCW titles were merged with existing WWF ones. What? That's what we're, that count, damn it. Yeah. What year was that then? 2001. I know you knew, but it was, because mis- like, you were assuming those were like, already WWF ones. Or like. That they were like unified or whatever. Like yeah. I thought, like like getting titles defended because yeah, that probably true. happened. Defended, I guess they are, and then unified. I guess technically that technically counts, but just unclear. Just to make you say this name, whether he's entering as champion or challenger, this currently controversial wrestler has never lost a title match at Survivor Series. <laughs> you, you'll you'll take an X on this one. Take an L just to not say it. Who is it? <laughs> Aren't I nice? 
<laughs> I went out of my way to find one. So CM Punk. Correct. Very good. Yeah, because he, he won the title from Del Rio at Survivor Series 2011. Then that was his big, long title run. Right. Because then he defended it against Ryback and Cena at um, 2012. And do you care to wi- um, guess how that match ended? Would you like to guess? No. How? Shield. Oh, right. Uh, this Canadian wrestler has been eliminated um from survivor series matches under three different names in the late 80s and the early 90s his own name is one and then two other kayfabe names so i'll take any of those canadian wrestler mostly known for tag teams but had a singles run as well like mid card guy tag team champion maybe mid card singles champion canadian heel always i think no is he canadian yes okay i don't know why i knew that a fellow French Canadian. Oh, Mounty. Correct. Who is? Uh, is it Jacques? Jacques Rougeau. Jacques Good. Rougeau. And then, wait, isn't there a third one? Uh, I, I don't know what his third name would have been. It was Jacques Rougeau, Mountie. the Mounty, and then something else. I don't know. That makes sense. Anyways, who's the only man to lose three elimination tag matches under three different names in three different decades? So 99, 2003, 2012. And if you need a hint, because you will. Mid-card big man who spent some time in Japan before coming back for the latest one. Oh, Albert. Correct. Also known as? A-Train, Prince Albert, Hip Hop Hippo, um, Tensai. There you go. Tensai is the one from coming back from Japan. He was awesome there. He's actually really good. I don't know what their problem. He's a trainer now for them, right? He's an A-Trainer. Is he still there? I think so. A-Trainer. could be wrong. He's A-Trainer. Who's the only performer to win an elimination tag match in at least three different decades? So 99, 2004, 2010, also the only performer nope, to win an elimination match and a world championship in a second encounter in the same night. After winning his handicapped Survivor Series match in 99, he went on to snatch oh, the right, championship in a triple threat against who then? Um, triple H and Rock. Correct. Austin. Who was the champion at that over, time? Uh, Trips. Correct. Last one. Um, I figured we'd need to get through quickly. Who is the only performer to be eliminated under four different stage names? And so they, Foley? Nope. Spanning the late 90s to early 2000s. And I have a hint that'll help you probably. Okay. A former champion. Um, I don't know if it's WWE or whatever, but main champion. Who's recently returned to WWE TV in support of a current wrestler. He's, I wouldn't say managing, but he's like speaking for Oh, him. JBL. Correct. Oh, right. Because he's had like what? JBL, Bradshaw, like I guess different Blackjack Bradshaw, Blackjack, Bradshaw probably Justin Hawk Bradshaw. That's probably all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I would think. Nice. Yeah, Very good. Like... All right. So then we're gonna move into just quickly going over some other things we liked and didn't like from the week of wrestling in a segment we call High Spots and Rest Holds. So I watched all of NXT. Already mentioned I did not have to watch Impact, so that kind of saved me a little bit of time this week. Um, so looking at NXT, and there's a couple things you watched that I made sure to show you. One I liked and one that was universally, probably objectively awful, unless you're one of those people like it was so bad it went circled back around into entertaining, but we'll get there. Um, so for me, the rest hold was the opening segment with Toxic Attraction that was interrupted by Katana Chance and Caden Carter. Um, it's just Rose cuts the same promo she always does, right, about how she does everything on her own when she doesn't actually 
But the lines that were scripted for the other two women this week and some a lot of weeks maybe did them no favors. Like I don't think they're good anyways on the mic. Dolan and Oh my god, I saw um JC Jane. I saw they were playing Morgan from last year and I saw their entrance for the and like I just it reminds me how bad they used to be. Uh, they're not they're, much they still better, suck, but, but like better, yeah. it reminds me how bad they used to be and how little they've improved. And just the lines they were given, like people don't speak like that in real life. And that was something that was for me really noticeable on this episode of the show. It's like who that, talks like that? That the written dialogue is holding performers back rather than helping them, and that was the case. And as a as a bonus, um, like the women's tag division, like there are no tag teams. There's why toxic is it, attraction why is it still there. And there's chance and Carter. So there's no new challengers. We have to go back to Toxic Attraction, which nobody, I don't think anybody really needs to No one see in the again. right mind wants to. So there's no prestige to these belts when there's no teams. The only other team I think would have been um, Ulisa Leone and... But they're like really low. And injured. So they're and done. And injured, right. So there are no other tag teams that I can actually think of. So it's kind of ridiculous to have a championship for that division, but whatever. Another rest hold. They should have just kept the main roster ones tri-branded. Like, I remember why they introduced these ones, but, like, it's still stupid. I felt really bad for Wendy Chu because she was upset after her loss against Cora Jade, and she was sitting in the ring, like, basically crying or whatever, and the camera's literally zooming in on her for quite a while, and one of her fake eyelashes had, like, traveled down her face and was stuck to her cheek and just sat there. Um, So I felt kind of bad because I don't think that was on purpose. It kind of looked silly, but... The match itself was okay. I will say Cora Jade makes far fewer mistakes than she used to. Like, her matches are at least clean now, whereas before I would be laughing at a couple things every match she had, right? Um, Rest hold, Apollo Crews segment. Again, lines that don't sound natural and take me out of the segment. He's basically talking about he wants the NXT championship. Uh, I think he's Braun Breaker's next challenger, but just yeah, is. saying it in a way that people wouldn't say it, right? So I don't understand. It, it just takes me out of these things. Um, a high spot for me was a subtle tease of Ivy Nile maybe having issues with Diamond Mine. So Ivy Nile had just beaten Kiana James in an okay match. Um, the Creeds come out because they're fired up because Indushir have been attacking them, right? Oh, so yeah. Um, Diamond Mine still thing. So they start talking about that. And Ivy doesn't seem impressed Maybe that they stole her spotlight or whatever, and she seems to be quietly telling them that they should talk about this later, or I don't know what it was, but basically she's not happy. And I thought it was really subtle and a little bit interesting. Um, So I did like that, and I think they need to start doing more with Ivy Nile, including giving her some longer matches, because I think she's probably ready. So um, that was a little bit of a, just a subtle thing I liked on the show this week. Then we get to the big rest hold, um, (laughs) which I'll let you talk about. So that is the debut of Scripps. So if you're not watching NXT and you're not listening to anybody recap it for you, Scripps has been like teased for weeks now as this. He leaves uh, cryptic voicemails that are sort of like menacing, then has been graffitiing the outside Which of apparently the... it's based off of someone who actually got arrested for that. Oh, really? And then like took control of the Trons and audio at some point to leave cryptic messages. So this is the big reveal of this character this week. So go ahead, describe. He's wearing like for a me. stupid black and orange outfit, and it's like the dumbest mask of all time. It's like a black and orange. It outfit looks that, for Willow that you buy from like the party store. Yeah, it looks like Willow's mask, but worse. And just the worst mask you could ever see. And then he's like walking across the barricade, making a gesture that's supposed to be him like writing i guess but it looks so stupid it was so stupid and to make it even funnier it's reginald it's reggie it's reggie from 24 7 like it's it's him 
And then the match itself was just him being an acrobat, right? Which and is doing some cool looking fine, stuff. Fine, but it's not that. But not, it was an awful, no. awful debut. Like I can't. They can't keep him in that outfit. They honestly, they can't. Right? They it's have not to. Okay. They it's have like to. when Cross had the like stupid Spartan uh, I'm helmet. I'm sure. I assume he's gotten killed on the internet for this. Oh, I've seen it. It's really funny. Yeah. So awful, awful stuff. Yeah. It's like really. They have to do something to change that. Uh, another rest hold was schism in an in-ring promo. Um, they say their usual nonsense oh again. God. More scripting. James Drake looks cool because now he looks normal, but like, um, Zach Gibson still looks stupid, and I still hate the gimmick. So they transparently call a friend or a, a fan into the ring, and you know exactly what's happening, right? They end up putting him through a table. Uh, Gacy actually used a rock bottom to do it, which is kind of funny, as Rock's daughter sitting right there. Um, and that gimmick is rock bottom for their career. I guess the point of this is they're trying to drive home that they're no longer recruiting people. And they're looking to just cause damage to people, right? So that's fine. But I feel like this could have been accomplished a lot more quickly without everybody having to speak and say cryptic nonsense every time they come out. But anyways, um, I thought a high spot was a segment with Braun Breaker out fishing, basically sort of humanizing him a little bit and adding some depth to him where his hobby is getting out and fishing and basically it's his escape, right? He can just be another guy out on the water. He's not Braun right. Breaker. Um, and basically he finishes up kind of by saying once he beats Apollo Crews, you can find him back out on the lake. So like, I don't so think now it, he's a fisher. I don't think it was amazing, but it kind of shows a bit of range for him, right? That he's right. more than just whatever the wrestler guy. So I thought it was cool. Uh, another high spot that I actually showed you um was the charlie dempsey vignette right oh yeah i really like that very much adopting the thatcher gimmick where he's like oh imagine them together that would have been so cool that he trains for performance and all these other people are training to look good on instagram and when they're worried about choosing their outfits and stuff he's already done five thousand squats and um he trains like the old school wrestlers train by just using their body um in a deck of cards right in a deck of cards but he's sort of built for performance and that he's going to take all of these beach body guys and just stretch them out. And I thought um, just a really simple, believable gimmick and character. Again, very much Timothy Thatcher, but we liked it with him, right? I and love Thatcher. We're sorry to see him go. And I didn't think I would, to be honest. No. So it um, worked, especially back in that NXT. I, I really hope they focus on Dempsey. See, he's a guy that I think is right for the NXT developmental part, right? He's already good. He just needs to figure out what character he's going to go with and put together some matches and get seen. Um, so I really like his kind of old school grappling style. Oh, so I, I love it. But I, I don't know if that'll get him. I know. Roster. So I'm hoping they, it, they're starting to give him attention. So I hope they do it. Uh, high spot was actually the tag match between Pretty Deadly and Chase University, which was Andre Chase and Duke Hudson this week. Solid tag match. Got well, who else is it? Bode Hayward's gone. He's gone. Got lots of time, like 12 minutes. Uh, Pretty Deadly ended up winning with the spilt milk um, to Andre Chase. After Duke Hudson, accidentally booted him. He got taken out, um, getting run into the ring step. So Chase really showed a lot of technical ability here. Like, he's not a rookie. He's been wrestling on the indies forever. I'm guessing he's like 12 to 15-year veteran. So he really is showcasing some of his in-ring skill here. And something about the Hudson thing is working because he's trying so hard to convince you that he's a baby face, but everybody is like coming up to him like Walter. It's one of those things, right? And somebody else going like, come on, man, we know you're... And he's like, no, no. And so you're kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop, and it's made Hudson a little bit interesting because he hasn't been for quite a while. So Because um, he's super adamant that he's all in on Chase U, but everybody is basically skeptical, right? And then it's like Andre Chase is a little bit naive to assume 
So we'll see where it goes, but a little bit interesting. And then um, the biggest high spot I actually wrote rest hold, which is not true because it was the biggest high spot this week. And that was the main event, which was um, Wesley successfully defending the North American title with a clean win over uh, Carmelo Hayes with a Michinoku driver. Michinoku. So, right. Uh, Really, really good match. Just two ridiculous athletes flying around, really working a fast pace. I think Carmelo Hayes, he's a megastar, and I think his star power, he outshines Wesley, but Lee looked great here too. And I assume that this loss is going to put Hayes into the, what's it called? The match name that you can't stand? Iron Survivor. The Iron Survivor. And I think he should win it. And I think he should be the heel to take the title off Braun Breaker. If I'm booking it, that's where we're going. Carmelo Hayes is a star, and he looks amazing with a belt. And he's got a good act going with Trick Williams right now. So this match was excellent. Um, Wesley gets a quality win and a defense here too, because he's doing a really good job as well. Character work is not anywhere at the level of Carmelo Hayes, but it's definitely better than it was for Wesley. Mm-hmm. So, um, especially because like he kind of had that bad luck with the whole Nash Carter thing, so he's right. going to pick and it it's, up. It's actually working out for him, mm-hmm. so that's nice to see. So the main event was excellent. Um, the tag match was good, and then it was just other like standard NXT three minute matches that weren't super exciting. So that's all I had for high spots and rest holds. What do you have this week? Um, I just had a few from Raw. Yep. Um, there's high spots. I saw a bit of a Rollins promo. Um, which was pretty good. It was kind of a heel promo because he was like talking about like asking when people like he was talking about like when people mess with them, they kind of get hurt. Like trying to make a name yeah. off him. He mentioned like Cody Rhodes and. Stuff. So it was like, because they're listing him as a baby face, apparently. Right, that's what I was just going to say. But he did a heel promo. Like, it was good, but it's just kind of weird. Right. And then another high spot was the Kevin Owens promo on Raw towards Rain 2. He's just kind of reminding us of the history. Like, he's like he's going to be the guy to, like, take him out and stuff. Like, and I don't, I don't know. It was, I'm not doing it justice, but it was it was really good. And, like, the passion at the end was really good. Like, it was, like, from face Owens, that's what you would want. Right. Pretty much. Yeah, like, he's fantastic. Um, it was really good. And nice. I think he delivered that really well. And then. Rest hold, you kind of saw this. Um, I think it was from last week, but I don't know. It, or was it this week? I think it was this week. I don't know. Uh, John Gargano got a new theme, and then he jobbed to Omos. Yes. Not cool. Shame. Yeah, not a fan of that either. Stupid. Like, And I thought, Gar- or I thought Triple H liked him. Like, what happened? Send him back to NXT. Let's go, because I'll watch him. Um, all right, so we're going to sneak in an extra segment right here, because we're going to take a look at uh, tonight's Survivor Series, and we'll do a little bit of preview and make our pred- predictions, and that's going to happen right about now. Okay, I'm not even sure I know all the matches on the card. There's only so... five, because I assume War Games is long. Oh, yeah, at least it's an hour, probably. Two of them. Sure. Oh, so... yeah, so crazy. Okay, let's go. That's going to be um, hard to predict. Styles and Balor. Um, and so I took Styles because I keep seeing around Instagram that, oh, he hasn't won a singles pay-per-view match since 2019, so that'll probably be play into it, like kind of like the Rollins situation that what's, he had. What's the storyline behind this, do you know? Because I don't. OC and Judgment Day. That's it? They've and been, ha- They've been feuding. Oh, they have? I've don't, I've, I would, it's OC, well, so I don't we pay also attention didn't, We that. also didn't watch them Saudi, so. Correct. So um, and on. so Styles will probably get the win also because I think because he took the fall to Balor in the Saudi match, like Balor got him so well you uh, saw that and just for uh difference i will take balor because I, I just read recently somewhere that triple h really likes him and thinks that he could be i'd like this reclamation project and a main eventer so at the sake of 
making this interesting because I don't really know much about what's going on. I will take Finn Balor. Mm. All right. Um, Rollins, Lashley Theory for the U.S. title. Um, I'm taking Rollins because he's my boy. But also, because I think after all that done to Theory, I don't think he needs anything. I don't think he needs anything back right now. I don't think he deserves the title right now. His reign was okay when he had it, but mm-hmm. I don't think it was the best. And I don't think I think they did a lot to mess him up. So I think he needed to rebuild him maybe with some lower feuds right now. And I don't think Lashley needs the title anymore. I think he did a pretty good job of building it with also with Triple H's booking before Rollins, but um before the Lesnar Rollins debacle. And his recent thing of just destroying everyone is kind of cool. But I don't think he should win here, and he's kind of above the U.S. title. I feel like it was kind of a demotion for him this year. Right. Um, I think he should feud with Roman for a bit. I think that'd be cool, and like have him because with the thing where he's like just beating up everybody, why doesn't he like toss around the bloodline like a bunch of chumps? And like he's not gonna win it anyway. So like that, right. at least it would have him at the level he should be at, and gives him some time. Like because he's still, I guess, a babyface apparently. So. Apparently, he can just be kind of like a hard baby face against Roman. I think that'd be kind of cool. Just like kind of yeah, have a temporary feud for Roman, like kind of go into Royal Rumble with that. Maybe I think that'd be kind of cool. And I think Rollins has been doing a great job with the title. I don't want to see him losing. I don't think he should lose it. I don't want him to lose it. And I don't think he's been doing really great with it. I think they should keep going for a bit. I think I'll take Rollins as well. The only reason I think that he doesn't win is if they want to take it off of him to elevate him because they have designs on a larger spot for him but it doesn't feel like that i yet, would so love that i know but... but it doesn't feel like that's imminent so i will also take him to retain no. because i don't see why if they were going to elevate him they should have done that royal rumble or elimination chamber or wrestlemania right. or money in the bank so i don't see why they everything i said put it on one of those other guys now because i think i don't know it may be one day but i think maybe once reigns is out of the picture then rollins can yeah. be elevates maybe he takes it from let's say cody wins yeah he eventually takes it from cody yeah that would be all, that'd be a good Feud to have going. right um so ronda rousey versus shotzi which should be a barn burner um, um i took rousey because in what universe does shotzi i was win just this? gonna say is there a universe shotzi win so ronda no. rousey and let's say like under five minutes please yeah i don't need a lot from this i don't need anything from this especially I... if there's two like super long war games matches like just establish ronda as dominant if you want she wins really quickly and we move on so it's rousey mm-hmm. Um, so next, the women's war games, which is Belair, Bliss, Asuka, Mia Yim, not Meechin, and Becky Lynch versus Damage Control, Nikki Cross, and Rhea Ripley. Um, so I took Belair's team because she's already beaten Damage Control a few times now, like Bailey, whatever. And Lynch just came back, so I don't think you'd want him to have her lose. Yim is still fresh, so I don't think she should lose. And babyfaces tend to win more games. I agree with all of those points, and I think that I would take the babyfaces here too. Now, that being said, I'm going to kind of contradict myself here with uh, the Bloodline versus the Brawling Brutes, uh, Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens, which is the Men's War Games. Um, so despite Babyface's winning War Games most of the time, I think we're going to go with the Bloodline here, which is a little risky, I think, but I also think it makes sense. I think a win here would make sense to assert the Bloodline's dominance again, and they're already a full unit. Like, this is the Bloodline. It's not like a cobbled-together team, you know what I mean? And also, if you think back to the first NXT War Games, that was the only time a heel team won, I guess, unless you want to count last year with the 2.0, because remember, they were kind of heel. Yeah. But um, the first, like, the only time that heels really won war games was Undisputed Era winning the first one. That kind of cements, that was like a cementing win for them, and kind of like, that's like the first. Yeah. And then this is the first one on the main roster, so I think this would be kind of a nice piece, like a major piece to the Bloodline's dominance. And it's and Reigns, kind of, Usos, Sammy. And so- Sokoa. Oh, right. I forgot about And Sola. so I feel like it kind of would add to them. And like, that's how you kick off the main roster of War Games is like the Bloodline with this big win. And honestly, 
I know Sheamus has been really over lately, but I don't buy him as a title challenger, really. And I don't think him and the Brutes and McIntyre and Owens really have much to gain from a win here. Like, I think Owens and McIntyre have already been done. Mm-hmm. The Brutes already lost twice as well. And Sheamus is Sheamus. So they do they really have much to stand for a win here? And also, as they say, I have a bit of a hope here. They could harken back to another war game thing. They could harken back to Undisputed Era winning, like with the heel squad winning. But this time, I'm also referring to the 2019 Dakota Kai heel turn because I think Butch should do the I same thing and Pete Dunne should become whole again and then <laughs> become the, whole again. the bloodline right. can win a little more easily. Because like, Baszler's team, when Dak- Dakota turned, Baszler still lost, but I think bloodline should win here and Pete Dunne can help out a bit. I, um, I just don't see bloodline losing. Exactly. I, know. I just, again, you're right. They are a unit, right? And And like... They've been positioned as so dominant. I feel like the the unless they want to say this is the first like crack in the armor of Roman. I feel like the dominoes will start to fall, but I don't think this is it. Yeah, I don't think so either. So it's not very exciting. But I I just don't pick against Bloodline I at think this it point. So is Bloodline. Honestly, I want I'll it to be Bloodline. Them. I think that works too. And they just trademarked all of that again Pete, too. Done. Bloodline Pete, stuff. Done. Pete. Done. Pete. You never done. know. All right. I don't think it'll happen, but oh man, imagine how happy I'd be. So again, we'll probably just quickly recap it next Saturday unless there's something fantastic happening that we but if we didn't come down for full gear, I don't think there's much chance we're coming down early to talk about <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was right? thinking. So uh but anyways, we'll move into our final sec- uh segment as this is a beefy episode of the show right now. Uh Jack will update us on the world of wrestling action figures in figuring it out with Jack. Pretty excited about that match you just showed me there before we get into the figures. Oh, yeah, I just so dance in Harwood next That's week. Fantastic. That's fantastic. Bananas. That should be super fun. But Ludicrous. anyways, talk about figures so I can get um, out of so here. So we got some new images for Elite 99, which is a pretty sweet set, all con- all things considered. Um, I'm 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 super thrilled with certain things. Yep. Um. You so are. the first one you is were, you were super thrilled yesterday. Queen for sure. Zelina. And the uh, white and red, which is definitely what I'm referring to. <laughs> um, it's it it's good. It, I think that scan's really nice. Like it looks great for a figure for her. Like I don't I don't really care, but it looks really great. And they could save a lot of money on plastic because she is tiny, tiny woman. We <laughs> saw her face to face from about six feet away. She is wee. Mm-hmm. Very oh, so small, so small. Yeah. Um, next we get a uh, riddle and like so he's got like these red, black, and gold trunks, which is solid. He's got like this purple. Hey Randy shirt, and he's got black flip flops, and then the hat, and he's got a scooter too, like a functional scooter, like a tech oh, deck nice. kind of deal. So that's not bad. Your brother would have liked that when he was younger. Reused uh, the head scan from Elite seventy eight, so that's that's all right. Um, speaking of reused head scans, we'll get there eventually. And um, then we have Happy Corbin, and he's got like I don't really lo- I think the figure looks nice, but I really hate the legs they use because they use like the build a figure legs, and I don't know, they they look weird. Yeah. And then he's got like the Hawaiian shirt. He's got like the hat. Nice. But then you can also, um, he's got an interchangeable head and a cloth shirt, so you can a bum Corbin too. Oh, nice. So that's not because who doesn't want that? Yeah, exactly. I do. <laughs> For uh, sure. And then we get the Seth Rollins, which is my favorite one of the set, of course. But it, I think it looks really nice. Um, the only complaint is that they reused the Elite Forty Five head scan from the all white Seth Rollins, which I got you got me, and then I, that was probably twenty sixteen. So this head scan's like probably like six years old or something laziness it's nuts they just true effects it so it looks a little different honestly i don't know if it looks better or worse i think it looks a little worse but i think the ring attire you like is the rest yeah incredible because it's like it's his summerslam 2021 look from when he 
faced edge. It's got like that gold pattern kind of sprinkled through it. And then the kick pad detail is like nice. incredible. It's got that weird knee flap on the left side. Yep. Which I don't know. It's weird. Who else had like, that? What Recent. do you mean? There's a figure that had that I noticed recently. What, like the... The flap on the knee. Did they? I think so. Oh, maybe not. Oh, wait, the Chuck Taylor that had, like, the weird thing. Yes. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about now. But, like, this, like, the cake pad detail is, like, I don't know, what would you say, immaculate? Like, um, the sculpting's really nice. It definitely looks like a new kick pad thing. Like, I really like it. And, like, the entrance coat's really nice, too. Like, I don't know. It's really nice. Other than the head scan, it's not great, but the upside is now you can just pop it off. Right. So. Put on whatever head you want. Yeah, and I definitely need to get the other Seth Rollins because there's two new ones I don't have. There's the two different red ones. So need to grab me those two. Need to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Need to. And then there's mm-hmm. the Brock Lesnar and the far- Cowboy Brock look. with the. He's got the hat, which doesn't sit on quite right, but it's okay. I enjoyed Cowboy Brock. Lesnar uh, side plate championship. And so he's got, it's like molded on. So it's like, because there's the Amazon exclusive three pack where he's got like the cloth shirt somewhere. But right. It looks really nice, actually. Nice. I don't really care, but it's it's pretty nice. And to my surprise, there's a Chase variant, a blue Cowboy Brock, which it's a little too bright. It is very but bright. I still think it's pretty nice. And that's interesting because there's two Chases in the series. Because you got Boogeyman, which is like his modern face paint look. And so, I don't know. It's, the head like, I don't know, it looks like it sits a little weird, but I think the face paint looks really nice. Yeah. He's got, like, he's, all, he's got all the bells and whistles, the clock with the breakable pieces. The, he's got like the necklace with the heart. Yep. And he's got like a stick. And... Look at it. He's got a worms you can put in his mouth. <laughs> Gross. And then he's got, he was the Chase Marion we already knew about because he's got like this red face paint design with a tree on it, um, which I saw him wear on WC or WWECW once. <laughs> yeah. And so I like it because it's a unique look. Like, I don't like, cause it's just like the all red with a bit there. So that, I don't know. That's really cool. I think it's a really nice set. Like, I'm, uh, the only ones I don't really care about are like Corbin and Vega, which they're still good. I just don't really care. Like, I'd probably get the riddle if I could find it because I wouldn't mind having another riddle. I don't have a double joint one yet. Right. Um, actually, I don't really care about Brock either, but the Brock's nice, actually. I, I might, if I have, like, a ring attire version with that hair. And then the Boogeyman's awesome, because literally the last Boogeyman was, like, Elite 47 order, which I had, which is pretty cool. But, so, two Boogeyman's, gotta get both of those, and the Rollins is just incredible. Nice. And, I forgot to mention, because that's a SummerSlam look now. Now there's only one SummerSlam attire that they have not made Here it comes. a figure of. Get ready, And folks. it, Take some would guess. say it's inevitable. And you snapped your fingers if you didn't hear that. Yeah. Thanos, Rollins, baby. Yep. He needs to... Honestly, I'll take any Thanos Rollins other than the basic. The basic was pathetic. <laughs> Anger. Okay. Um, moving on. Uh, and then they had 2023 top picks at least. So they've done three ways of 2023 top picks figures. And 2022 is not over. So figure <laughs> that one out. True. Good point. Um, last series had that the Rollins repaint, which is pretty solid. So this one's got Ronda Rousey from Mania 35. It's a solid figure, but I don't really care. The one YouTube guy's predicting you know, shelf warm, which I think is right. Because the other one, one of the ones we got is John Cena from SummerSlam 2021, which the, with the like the 16-time champ look, which I think is pretty good. I don't really care. But yeah, my favorite one to set, which I would actually consider picking up, is uh, Survivor Series last year. La- last year's Survivor Series Lashley in the red tights, which I, I actually, I really like that. I don't know why, but I like like having some color there which is pretty nice it's basically a repaint of his last two elites but right. i i really like the red tights so i i'll get that if i can find it mm-hmm. um they also have top picks basics which are lame because the ones aj styles is a re-release basic which has to be like series because it's based off of fast lane 2018 so interesting then just brock lesnar is a re-release of basic 136 which like just came out so that's a release and then rock yeah <laughs> 
Um, what do I have next? Then there's the new two packs, which are just like basics with belts, which is the basics suck. You have Charlotte and um Alexa Bliss, which I think is from Extreme Rules last year when there was only one Extreme Rules match, and I think this is when Charlotte destroyed the doll. Oh yes. Yeah, and so she's got like the half black Venom gear, which is kind of cool, and then Alexa Bliss is like fucking, which I think the shot is cool. I wish they'd done a lead of that because that would be kind of cool. Yeah. And um, then there's Biggie and Lashley, which Lashley has like um black chest with red logos, and Biggie's like it's literally a basic version of the elite that they just came out with. Oh, which large is Earl. Funny. I hope he's doing large okay. Earl. Uh, I hope. Yeah, I hope so. And then there's and, the, and so those have side plates titles with like Charlotte side plates and Biggie side plates, and it's weird the elite Lashley has Biggie side plates too because I guess they didn't want to do Lashley side. That's weird. Lazy. And then raw tag title with RK Bro and. Rails got like snake skin trunks, which that would be so cool as an elite. Like people are saying that should be elite. I agree because I think that'd be really cool. Um, what does I have next? Um, I gotta switch references here. Um, okay, so next we have they did they showed the next series of ruthless aggression elites. Um, so you got uh Austin and with a cluster and camo pants. It it's really ugly. Um, Bischoff with the black jacket and blue pants, and he's got an alternate head for the prosthetic mask from the Billy and Chuck wedding. So, oh yeah, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, and then there's the there's the Austin. I don't like it. That was a cool segment. It's really actually. weird. Yeah, that's weird. And then there's Taker from with blue pants and a black tank top. Comes blue pants. And so it's they're weird choices, but I saw references. They're all based off of Jack's figures from like the time, like right. it's like around actual Russo's aggression. So that's kind of like. It's kind of like those Ultimate Editions, the Rude and Roberts were based on LJN, so it's kind of like that, which is kind of cool. Um, then we have Legends 18, which has Paul E. Dangerously in the green suit, which um, is pretty cool, actually. It looks really nice. He's got the big phone and the ECW hat. Oh, that's classic, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's um, cool. Yeah, Fatu, a.k.a. Rikishi. He's, yeah, With he's the cool. Samoan skirt and the giant bamboo stick thing. He also has Samu. Nice. And so those are cool. It's yeah, they're pretty cool. And it's weird that like so the wild moments. It's kind of like Elite 99 where I don't know if they're starting to do two chases or if it's like a only a couple instances because they both have chases for wild moments with the floral pattern tights. And then I showed you this because I know you loved it. Um, WCW Hulk Hogan. Oh, amazing! So yeah. Christmas list for me. I I for know sure. I I already pre-ordered it. Perfect. Don't worry. Thanks so much. I'll yeah, melt you're, it. You're welcome. I'll melt it. You'll down. melt it. Nice. Um, Make something useful out of it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Then we there was the new these ringside battle figures. Um. I oh wait. I got now. I got okay. There's ringside battle, which is like they're basics with like a bunch of accessories, which is kind of interesting. So you got Rock with like he's got like a purple chair, which is weird, and he's got like a workout equipment thing, and then a kendo stick and a mic. So that's not bad. Like to get some stuff, and then uh, the one I like better is Rey Mysterio basic, which I think it's Rey Mysterio from Mania 22 when he won the title. He's got like an orange ladder, which I think you could go through, and then there's like the a barrier piece, a green trash can, a crutch. I honestly nice. would maybe get the Rainbow Zero because I feel like the barricade piece would be kind of cool to use. Yeah. So, because you know how EW does that sometimes? Yes. Like at Full Gear, I guess they did that. So that'd be kind of cool. They did. Um, And then there's a new Reckon place. It's like, it's just like, they call it a Reckon Raw Arena. So it's got like a little stage with, which they did the exactly before, but it's just like got different stickers on it. And it's got like a now table, one of the spring loaded rings and then a table oh, yeah. and a catapult thing. And it comes with Orton Rollins, basically. So I think it's Orton, the white trunks, which is like a basic version of the Elite I got. And it looks lamer. And then a, the most bare-bones Messiah Rollins I've ever seen. Would it catapult scripts into the ring? That was part of his entrance, too, right? Oh, it was yeah. a trampoline. Ugh, so stupid. <laughs> it was That's amazing. so bad. Um, yeah, and then the first thing they revealed, like, a, I think the day before all this, was uh, Mattel Creations exclusive. So you got to order it online on their website. I think pre-order soon is Ultimate Edition Logan Paul. 
Yay. I'm sure we'll order you that one. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's neat, I guess. And yeah, that's pretty much it. That is a lot of stuff today. You weren't lying. New Rollins. Woo-hoo. Well, we're over two and a half hours, so Told let's you. wrap this sucker up. I got to get out of here, but, uh, you're lucky here. Thank God moved back. I did. I got moved back an hour and that's going to make it just perfect. So, um, hoping for a really good survivor series tonight, cautiously <laughs> optimistic. Maybe war games <laughs> matches are usually pretty yeah, fun, that should so be very good. So hopefully they can find something, but. We will be back here next Saturday for episode 123. Sorry, 124. 124. This is 123. So we hope to see you back there. Bring some friends along. Tell some people about the show if you like it. We'd love to pick up a few new followers and listeners whenever we can. Appreciate any time you spend listening to us talk about wrestling. We'll be back next Saturday. And until then, take care.